We have a 23-year-old who's going to explain to us old folks <laughs> here look. what these new new shit is. Uh, what is the BFFR app? Okay, well, that's a TikTok sound. It's called BFFR. Be fucking for real. I'm sure your audience will get this. But B. You know, I doubt it, bro. <laughs> you know how old our audience yeah. is? <laughs> We're going to get to know each other very well. Okay, so the app is called Be Real. And essentially, it takes away all of the, I don't know, fakeness of Instagram. Like, you can't Photoshop, you can't edit on Be Real. It goes off at a certain time. So I asked that because it, my timer, my alarm went off for Be Real. And it said you have two minutes to take an uh, authentic picture. And what you do is you literally just click on the app, it pops up, and in order to view someone else's post, you have to take your own like authentic picture, and then it two minutes, and then you just post this. So it's not like you're posing or you have to go in through edit. Like you just literally post. So okay. so you saying um, people can't get catfished on there? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, in theory. In theory. But, okay. Okay. But yeah. So they're they're like talking how this might be the new Instagram. I don't think it's ever going to go that far. But I mean, if the right people get behind it, like if uh, Kylie Jenner, who's people who've been criticizing Instagram, if they jump on, that's true. Instagram's over. Get Kim Kardashian. Get Kylie Jenner. Get all these people who are huge on Instagram, and they leave Instagram. Well, they're actually doing that. So Kylie Jenner is actually now getting more active on TikTok. So she's doing like day in the lives. Oh wow! Yeah, like she's getting more authentic. I'm gonna put quotes on that because how authentic can Kylie Jenner mm-hmm. get? But sound like hate to me. <laughs> <laughs> but she's kind of posting less on Instagram and more on TikTok to do the video content. And showing people inside of her house. And she has a pet fly called Frederick. So people feel more connected to her in some degree. Um, but yeah, they start hopping platforms. That's it. Going to the next. Okay. I can see it happening. I mean, I don't think Instagram going to last forever at this rate. I think uh, the writing's on the wall. Cause they keep trying to change it. They keep they- trying to make it TikTok. Yeah. And nobody yeah. wants Instagram to be TikTok. To be honest, they've been stealing everything. So whatever uh, uh, a hot, hold up! I know I'm I'm fucking up. Damn! Yeah, come on, man. My bad, my bad. Okay, we good no, now. We so good now. We whenever good now. a hot um, social media platform drops, then they they don't do nothing but take what they got and add it to theirs. Yeah, and I kind of like it separate too. Like if I go to Instagram, I want to see still photos. Like I want to see what my friends are up to. I don't want to like be scrolling through and then it's a reel. And now I'm looking at a TikTok. Like if I see a little TikTok watermark on Instagram now. I'm yeah. looking at the same thing. I'm looking at TikTok. I, I like it to be separate because I go to Facebook to keep up my mom's friends and like her generation. I want to go to Instagram, see some still photos. But yeah, I see what y'all mean about using the reels. Yeah, I agree. TikTok. And I feel like if on Instagram I got to see a video, it better be ass related. <laughs> I better not see no fucking comedy skit with some niggas I never seen before in my life trying to act out Chick-fil-A lines be like some yeah. stupid shit like that. I hate that, man. I don't want to see no skit from somebody I never heard of before. <laughs> Are you tired of the comedy on the the fake comedy skits or the, yes. the Instagram comedians? Yes, I'm tired of that. <laughs> I'm tired of the fake situations they be making up to try yeah. to promote dialogue yeah. where my baby daddy came out and said this. <laughs> or, Do y'all think this is right? Or my baby daddy came to me with McDonald's for one kid. Yes. That that got that that got everybody. <laughs> that got huge. Yeah, man. that got everybody. I ain't think it was I thought it was real, but uh, apparently that was a skit. Can't believe anything on social media anymore. Yeah. 
You really can't. And really your generation can. did it, okay? We're blaming you. Glad you're here. You're going to be the, sca- you are the scapegoat you. for everything wrong in this generation, okay? So that's why we're having you here. We we thought you thought it was going to be fun and games, didn't you? Hey, no, you we know don't, what? We don't. But I can turn any fun and games. No, I, I get that. And I also, though, want to do say that I also believe that my generation are also the type that are really going to, like, rock this corporate working kind of. No, because hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. Okay, go ahead. Go a ahead. lot of times when you meet someone in my generation, they're either a like full of shit. <laughs> I'm just playing. Go ahead. I don't know who you meet. <laughs> I'm just playing. Go and ahead. I'm so sorry meeting them. <laughs> but seriously, like we are very much like you have to look at what we're looking at. Like it's it's influencers and it's people on Instagram and it's like easy money. Like they just put a phone up and they're doing whatever and it's like day in life. I'm going to Milan and they're traveling and stuff. Um, and that's, you know, we all aspire to be successful, right? Like everyone wants to make money. Everyone wants, I think, and you know, maybe I, it's just personal, but I really think that like my generation's the next to like test that out because here's another thing too, is like, we're all about mental health and we're all about mental awareness and like supposedly we're not, but we're not afraid. Like I'm not afraid to go to my boss lady and be like, Hey, like I'm taking a mental health day. Love ya. Like I'll be right back. I need to like take some time for myself. Like I'm not afraid to do that because I know that I can be the best worker from the, my best self. But also know I need to bust my ass to get where I want to be. Like, I don't want to skip corners, skip edges to get where she's at right now. You know what I mean? And I feel like the people I surround myself with, or maybe it's just at Texas A&M, those are people <laughs> that, like, want to be successful and they don't want to cut corners or they want to bust their ass to do it. You know? I understand what you're saying. I just think you're wrong. You do. And I think you're wrong because... I'm somebody, I'm 35 years old now, figure around the same age. We came through the, every young youth movement <laughs> thinks they're going to change the world. Everybody does. We look at the people who came before us and said, we ain't going to be like y'all. And this goes back to like the 60s with the uh, everybody's progressive, free love, drugs is cool, free to free, like every, every <laughs> promiscuity is cool. Everything was great. And they were supposed to be the generation that changed everything. They got old and ended up just like their parents. You know? Yeah. The, certain things will change. you got to crush their dreams like I that, know. man? I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm not crushing the dream. Like, look, you don't get it <laughs> for sure. But I'm just saying in general, the gener- you thinking like your generation is – Going to be way better than everybody that came before. But we're also it's y'all going to end up being the same type of people as we that we okay, are but for the most part. But I feel like though people because I was born in 1999, my brother was born in 1996. I feel like <laughs> that I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I feel like that generation though also grew up with social media. You guys grew up without it for like half of y'all. I mean, I don't call y'all old, but like majority mm, of y'all up until high okay. school. Y'all, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I had that in middle school. Like that's when I first, my first Instagram when I was 13 years old in middle school. So I feel like we are also a generation that's growing with digital. So we also get the digital innovations. You guys either a don't want to understand it or you guys try and you guys don't succeed in the digital world. You know what I mean? So we're like that middle kind of thing of like, we know the digital trends. We're not left getting left behind. We're growing with it. We know what's coming next. We know that's going to be going faster and growing bigger than we can ever imagine. But for you guys, it's like, I don't understand it. I, don't, I ain't going to try to learn it. You know? <laughs> but all I'm saying is you're going to be that too. Is okay. that you got to yeah. understand because things will progress to a point where you're going to be thinking about the good old days. Yes. I miss Instagram. I miss TikTok <laughs> when things yeah. were simple and fun. You know, we yeah. say the same shit about MySpace honestly sucked. But there are things about MySpace that we miss being a people who grew up on that. Yeah. And now people look at that as it's, as, it's, as it's a nostalgic thing. And you're going to yeah. be the same way. No, yeah. But I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> it's like, it's coming. It's going to happen. Coming up to stuff. 
Uh, we are live though. We are live. We do do a podcast here. So, uh, uh, let's get to that. Uh, we are live on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, everything. You see, we are live in person now two weeks in a row. Tab in the building. What up, Tab? What up, Tab? What up? It, it ain't a, it ain't a regular, uh, gems and juice without Tab in the audience, man. We got to have Tab support. <laughs> uh, so yes, we are in the building again, literally. Two weeks yeah, in a row. Two weeks in a row, man. Me and Figgy have done the podcast in the same location. Um, this was the first time since it had to be since 2020. Definitely. <laughs> and our last guest, uh, who was our last guest before the COVID hit? Uh, 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 Hustle. Oh no! Uh, oh, it was Fat Tony. Yes, yeah, right. Fat, Fat Tony. Tony. Fat was Tony. Last our last guest. We had a good time this too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, COVID hit, and then we just started doing the podcast yep. remotely. You never came now. back to yeah. the station <laughs> Look, again, man. I live, I live in League City, man. Come on, dog. It's a long ass drive, yeah. but nah, we are here in the building. Got the whole setup. Uh, we had a uh, lovely guest uh, who you'll hear from. Uh, check out on YouTube. We'll have the uh, interview up coming yep. soon. Yeah, uh, the inter- the interview going to drop um, tomorrow at noon tomorrow at noon yes yep. it's featuring the mad wine chemist she uh really really uh just flooded us with a, a lot of gifts so thank her check her out on youtube and check it out everything on twitch she's at mad chemist uh mad wine chemist and check her stuff out and yeah we're gonna get into it gonna be a regular regular podcast gonna get into new releases uh sports hip-hop Things of that nature. Also have a uh, lovely young little thing joining us. <laughs> uh, she works at our same workplace, and we'll ask you a few questions. We gonna we gonna break you through the coals a little bit, okay? We got we. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sexy sitcom. Yeah, Harriet coming down the stairs in Family Matters. <laughs> yeah. So introduce yourself real quick. My name is Tori Esperboa. Don't try to put a black scent on you, okay? <laughs> My name is. My no. name. <laughs> <laughs> Calling me out straight out the gate. <laughs> uh, no, but I'm I'm excited to be here with you guys. I'm excited. We didn't hear your name. Yeah. Tori Esperboa. Esperboa. Es- Got her at the first time. Tori. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Like yeah. a certain uh, rapper singer who will not be named Tori. right now. Yeah. <laughs> I call her okay. T. Or T. I call her okay. T. Tori T. Okay. Okay. Yeah. A lot to talk about on this podcast. A lot to break down. We are gonna have some fun and games. We see you. what up, Christina, in the comments as well. Appreciate y'all, y'all joining us. Um, yeah, a lot to break down, man. Um, some new releases and all that. But first off, the wellness check as usual, Figgy. Um, it's been a hard week working Texan shows, man. I'm sure. I, I kind of feel bad for you. Actually, <laughs> you gotta to, you gotta uh, listen to the whole game. To be fair, the last <laughs> game was actually a lot better to sit through because at least it was close. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be a blowout. I didn't think the Texans were gonna have a chance. I forgot that they were playing against a nigga who wasn't a real quarterback. <laughs> That was some of the worst quarterback play I've ever seen yeah, from anybody, that, dog. That and was, they still lost. Dog, that was that that hurt so bad, man. No, <laughs> like, Justin Fields last week. Uh, the last week, the previous game, he threw like seven passes. Yes, and uh, I think they I think they lost, but um, uh, he was awful, man. I couldn't believe it. And he went to Ohio State. <laughs> it's unbelievable, man. He and was it, good at Ohio State. I know Ohio State got a lot of weapons, and you know, all it's college. But man, I ain't think he was gonna be this bad. 
he legit just can't throw at all. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. Yeah, he, it, it's on. He's kinda, only getting behind his legs. I kind of felt bad every time he threw the ball. I'm like, oh man, like it's just keep ugly, running man. the ball. Yeah, they had like almost 300 rushing yards, man. And even though they were playing the Texans, like. It hurts to see a black quarterback struggle, man. Yeah. I feel that tinge in my heart. I want like, yeah, I just wanted him to prove everybody wrong. That's why I like Jalen Hurts. Yep. Jalen Hurts yep. balling out right now. Two was balling. Adjacent. Yeah, but um yeah, um Justin Fields, I'm just like, damn, man. Like he proved me wrong, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but nevertheless, the Texans still found a way to lose. Um <laughs> despite Knowing that the team could only run the ball, they still ran the ball down the ass. Um, Davis Mills throws a pick to end the game. Um, <laughs> now the city has turned on him seemingly. You still yeah. got a few truthers it's out like, there. It's like two or three left. Yeah, it's a few holding on strong. It's not his fault. It's the defense. It's a coach. It's the everybody. The defense couldn't stop nobody, yep. so and that, it's not his fault. The tip balls happen. Hey, it just happens. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Some people yeah. more than others, apparently, but still. Uh, so, Figgy, how you been, man? Uh, how, how you been holding up this past week? What you been up to? I seen you went to the Astros game as well. Yeah, yeah. man. What you been up to, I went man? to Astros game. It, it was fun, man. We got some tickets last minute, and um, we actually um, so the the original tickets was up in the nosebleeds. So I was like, uh, you know what? Let's just walk around. I'm, I I grabbed a margarita from um, El Tiempo. Start walking around, and you know, one thing I like about baseball games, they got places where you could just stand yep. yeah. and watch. You don't have to sit in the seat. And so um, we stood there, watched the game a little bit, and I looked down. It was a whole bunch of seats, open seats there. So I'm like, I, I looked around a little bit. I'm like, you know what? Let's let's walk. Let's walk down there uh-huh. and just sit down like it's our seats. So I had to play it like you know, I'm looking for the <laughs> the seat number on the ticket. <laughs> yeah. Sat in some good seats the whole time. Typical nigga shit. <laughs> Stealing people's That's seats. That's some shit I do. Stealing too. seats with good, hardworking people who pay for them. <laughs> no hardworking people ain't show up. <laughs> no, I don't blame you, man. A lot of people do that as well, yeah. so I don't feel bad about it. The thing about the um, Astros, though, at Minute Maid, the, the security guards are so much cooler, man. Yeah. They they lay back. They not sitting here trying to block the doors and block the entrance. Like this security guard was sitting there watching the game like other people, so he didn't even see me. He didn't even see me walk, you know, there and sit down. Mm-hmm. But at the Texans game, I had a damn badge, and they were they were like, "Excuse me, sir, no, you can't." You know, no, I'm like, "Ma'am, I'm just trying to meet somebody real quick," and they ain't even want to let me do that. <laughs> so I got a pre- I got a credential. So Dang. yeah, so yeah. Astros was a little more laid back, man. Maybe because they, they winning. Yeah, I just think uh, in general, because the Rockets kind of are too. I mm. went to a Rockets game, and I was nervous about a couple things. They didn't really give a fuck, man. <laughs> I was nervous about the COVID test because oh, really? you have to yeah. either be vaccinated or have a, uh, <laughs> or have a, uh, like a 48-hour negative test. So I did the test, but mm. the game was kind of a later game. So uh-huh. it was technically a little past the 48 hours. So I'm like, shit, they look at this and say something, I'm yeah. fucked. But uh, they were actually, they didn't even look at the test, really. <laughs> I couldn't show them you anything. Yeah, yeah. They didn't give a fuck, man. So, uh, no, I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble, by the way. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just fucking around. I'm lying. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, good good to hear, man. A lot going on still in uh, in Houston sports. So make sure you keep it 
locked in on Sports Radio 610. Figgy Fig and the crew is going to keep you updated on this. Baseball season looks good at least, so. Yeah, yeah, they about to hit the playoffs. (laughs) Yep. Yep, and uh, hopefully they face the Yankees and kick the Yankees' ass. Yep. Be cool. We'll see, man. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Um, Now it's time for new releases, I think. Uh, Should we do the R.I.P. to Coolio first? We're going to say that for later. Yeah. We'll do the uh, new releases first. Um, I heard some things this week, man. Freddie Gibbs got a new album. It's called Sold, Sold, Sold Separately. Did you hear this, Figgy? I did. Okay. Are you at the Freddie Gibbs tour? Come on, man. You're, y'all got to let me on this, Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> Come on, man. I, I just had that. Who are your favorite? I don't even want to ask who your favorite rappers are. Who are your favorite artists? See, and before this started, I asked. You can't ask my favorite artists. I said because, I didn't even say rappers. Well, artists. No, I'm the type of person where it's like I hey, just listen to whatever's I just, on. I don't yeah. care. No. <laughs> I'm open to anything. <laughs> no, if you ask I just, me, a couple I'm just artists, a music person. And they're like, hey, you know so and so. I'm like, play me a song. And half majority of the time I'll know exactly. But you have to have song. somebody who you actually check for out. What's in your playlist? What you got in your Spotify? Harry Styles, in my Spotify, Post Malone. No, I've never been a Harry Styles <laughs> Drake. or like Justin Bieber, that Drake for sure. Growing I up, it. I see it. Um, J. Cole for sure. Okay, okay. Um, I have a playlist in my Spotify called Bars. Bars, and that's <laughs> <laughs> All right, who, who's in this playlist? Drake, J. Cole, um, Lil Uzi, they ain't got no bars, Lil Uzi, <laughs> Travis Scott. Um, who else? I also do like on Spotify that enhance my playlist, so like they'll throw in some other ones that I haven't heard yet to like broaden my horizons. You got Lil Uzi Vert in a under bars. bars. You want to know what my my first Instagram name was? What? Exo Tour Life instead of like you know like oh K-O-R. like okay. <laughs> so you a big Uzi fan then? Well, when he first first came out, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So Freddie Gibbs got a new album out. <laughs> anyway, it is called Soul Sold Separately, um, produced by a lot of people. I heard some Justice League. I heard some Alchemist. It has features from everybody, from Rick Ross to Raekwon to uh, Kelly Anderson Price, Pack, Kelly Price, Music Soul Child, Music Soul Child. Um, very well put together album. Money bag, yo. Yes. Um, despite all the controversy, despite the fact that Fig, uh, Figgy, Freddie was out here getting jumped by Benny the Butcher, apparently, and getting robbed and beefing with seemingly everybody. Um, it seems like he dropped a very well put together album. Seems to be getting some good reviews on social media. Figgy, what were your thoughts on this new Freddie Gibbs album? I was actually impressed, man, because we talked about it before, and I'm like, man, this the one song he released. It sounds way too commercial. And um, just a little backstory on Freddie Gibbs. He mm-hmm. he kind of got like an underground sound. Okay. And um, never really had big radio hits. Okay. So um, it seemed like the songs he was releasing at the time were with like people that be mainstream. So like the Money Bag Yo's yeah. and Offset, and it's just like, man, like I don't, like I felt like he was trying to go the pop route a little bit. But um, I was actually impressed. The album sounded really good. It sounded really put together. It, um, the production was really good, and I, I didn't feel like he w- he went way too far left. He had a couple songs where I'm just like, all right, like that's a little, you know, it seemed like he a little out of his lane, but 
I think the album was really produced, uh, produced well. And um, yeah, I was totally wrong because I thought the album was going to be rough. But um, I felt like it was still Freddie. Um, he still, he kind of, he kind of kept it soulful too. So uh, I was really impressed with it. I actually ran a couple songs, but I really liked the song with Rick Ross. I liked the intro to the album. Uh, I I had no idea what to expect with Kelly Price. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I don't know what I, I haven't heard from Kelly Price in a long time. So um, uh, I felt like that beat was really nice. Uh, I love the song with Scarface at the yep. end. That was uh, really dope. That was a good way to end the project. And um, yeah, he got a lot of stuff on there, man. A lot of stuff on there. I like it. So you would say it is got to get the rating. Uh, Qualified. Yeah. It's qualified. <laughs> okay. Um, I got to say I agree, man. And I, I also went into it not expecting it to be great just because of how Freddie's been acting on social media. I like the single. Look, I I, I will argue that single is actually pretty good, man. Which that one? Too Much Song with Money Back Yo. Yeah. I actually like the song. I, I think it sounds better like on it. the album, yeah, too. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because I had to remember. I'm like, is this the same single? Yes. Because remember, uh, Rick Ross, uh, him and... Him and Rick Ross released a song months ago, and I forgot the name of the song, but I ain't really like it. Mm-hmm. Remember, we I, we actually talked about it. Yeah, but uh, that wasn't the same Rick Ross song that was on the album. That was uh, whatever song was on the album was hard. Yeah, but um, yeah, I said the same thing when I listened to the Money Bag. Yo, I'm like, this actually sounds better now. Yes, and I like the concept. Like, I'm big on sleep sequencing albums. I don't think it's dead. I know people listen to albums on shuffle and they don't listen to all, <laughs> but this album, you actually have to listen from front to back. Yeah. Every song flows into itself and you can play it and it's just seamless. You Sometimes you don't know when the next song starts. Yeah. You know, it's so seamless. So, I like the concept of the, the hotel suite. It kind of reminded me of Midnight Marauders in a way. You know, that mm-hmm. welcome to Midnight Marauders, welcome to this hotel. And they're talking yeah. about everything. And he's getting voicemails from all these celebrities. I like little skits like that. man. Yeah, me too. So I like the concept. I thought it was very well thought out um, and just very cohesive. Um, production is great. I was shocked, man. This honestly might be top 10 release of the year. Maybe top five. Maybe I, top yeah, five. I w- yeah, I will put it in the top five. I was really impressed by this. Yeah. Because like I said, when you... Start off with a single with Money Bag Yo. I was just yeah. like, uh, I don't know what to expect, but mm-hmm. it was really good. Even the song song with Music Soul Child. Yeah, I, I like that song a lot. Yeah, me too. I like the song with DJ Paul that PYS. I yeah, thought that was too. great. Me too. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Um is DJ Paul the best producer out of um three six? Is he better than uh Juicy J? Oh, definitely. I, I agree. I, I think mean, he so. did all their classic shit pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I feel like DJ, uh, I feel like Juicy J get a lot of the love yeah. when it comes to 3 6. But DJ Paul, he still got that 3 6 sound, he man. He does. So, um, yeah, that was just a tangent, but I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, now, I did notice, and to my knowledge, this is the first time uh, Freddie Gibbs deaded the beef with Young Jeezy on the album. I think it was the song Rabbit Vision. Where he yeah. basically says he ain't talked to Jeezy in like two years, but he got love for him. Yeah. And he kind of admitted that he was jumping out the window doing too much and that whole beef. And he didn't apologize for it, of course. But it seemed like he finally, at least to my knowledge, he might have said something before, but at least on yeah. wax, he had never said the beef is just 
like it's over. I got love for him now. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, I thought that was big coming from him. And um yeah, I think I was kind of shocked he addressed it a little bit because I thought it was just gonna be an ongoing thing. But um I ain't realize he mentioned how they haven't even spoke they ain't spoken years. Yeah. So to me, I feel like um uh, if Jeezy was up for it, I feel like he'd be up for a conversation to kind of squash it. It's hard to squash something if you ain't talked to the person in yeah. years. But um if Jeezy up for meeting with him and, you know, maybe, you know, squashing or something like that, I think he'd be down for it. Yeah. And yeah. he did. It wasn't like he was blaming Jeezy for anything. Yeah. He was saying how he was young. He was, you know, he wasn't ready and all this other stuff. So to me, that's a lot of accountability for um, his part. He's not just blaming him or, you know, something like that. No, I agree. And I was surprised to hear it because I didn't think, because you always hear it seems like I didn't know where Freddie Gibbs will just diss Jeezy for no reason again. Yeah. So I was glad it seems like he's finally matured to where he can finally say that was some goofy shit. We shouldn't have done that. But, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. we live, we learn. So yeah. I would also agree. I would say the album is definitely qualified. 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 <laughs> Top five album at this point. I mean, it's, we got a couple more months before the end of the year. A lot can happen. A lot of more people could drop, surprisingly. Uh, so, um, but yeah, I thought it was a really well put together album. I was really surprised. I recommend all y'all check it out. It's called Freddie Gibbs Soul Sold Separately on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your motherfucking music. You know where it is. <laughs> um, now, Figgy, somebody else dropped an album. Your boy, the kid from Cleveland. <sighs> Man. Did you hear this new Kid Cudi album by any chance? I heard the first two songs, man. <laughs> that was it. I just, look, man, and when I woke up this morning and I seen both of their albums was on the front page. So I'm like, man, I can't start my day off with Kid Cudi. Like, I don't want that to put me in a bad mood or anything. So I just stuck to um, Freddie Gibbs and I just kept it moving. On my way here, I, um, I, t- I tuned into it. I'm just like, nah, I'm not in the mood <laughs> to listen to this now. I think the I think the first song is nothing but humming. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> an intro. So I got to the second. So I, I, I think the last song I got to, I don't know if you listened to it, but the last song I got to, it started off with Stephen A. Smith saying, stay off the weed. I don't think that was even a sample. I think that was Kid Cudi saying it. You sure? I think I think so because I listened. It didn't sound like Stephen A's voice. It sounded like Kid Cudi just saying the Stephen A line. Really? Oh, but okay. I could be wrong. I could okay. be wrong. Yeah, but he, it, it said that, and uh, that song was all right. But I still wasn't in the mood to listen to Kid Cudi, man. I feel you. So this album is being released in uh, conjunction with a Netflix show. It's like a cartoon. It looks like a kind of romantic thing. It's kind of done the style of that Spider Man into the Spider-Verse type movie. Um, and it stars Kid Cudi and a bunch of people, celebrities doing the voices for the characters. It, it seemed like a kind of romantic love story type thing. Mm. So this album is very romantic, love-based music. Mm. Um, I thought it was ass. <laughs> <laughs> I skimmed, like, I, I listened to most of this album. Mm-hmm. I skimmed through yeah. a lot of it. Um, and this, number one, I cannot listen to Kid Cudi hum and get the image of him getting hit in the face with the water bottle. I, I don't know, allow man. anymore. I know. That, anytime I hear him sing, 
that that comes to mind. <laughs> um, I can't get that. Um, um, <laughs> um. Did you see on Get Hit with the water bottle? No. Why yeah. is your generation so disrespectful? <laughs> you're throwing stuff. It's you, yeah. I know it was one of y'all. It was some 23, 24 year old. So this you're was a what, generation, aren't you? I'm just saying. So this was old. this was at Coachella, right? Was this? No, nah, it was. Oh. I think it was. I want to say it was Roll Loud. Roll was it? I could be wrong. It might have been Rolling Loud, but uh, so Kanye was supposed to perform, mm-hmm. but I think he, I think he canceled, and then they got Kid Cudi to do it. Was it was Rolling Loud Miami, that's right. Rolling, rolling yeah, loud, yeah. Okay. So um, um, they end up getting Kid Cudi to do it, and he pretty much got booed during his performance, and they started throwing stuff. So he was singing, somebody threw a water bottle, and he just well, lost. Was he it. humming? Yeah, he was singing with it. I don't even yeah. know. I don't even know what song that was. Do I don't even know. Yeah. I, don't, I, I was kind of looking yeah. for that song so I could hear how it sounded. Uh-huh. But he was just like, hum, 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 hum. <laughs> and then he just got hit. Like, anybody throw one more motherfucking thing on this stage? I'm walking out. And then somebody threw and the something dude else. Threw something, something else. He was on TikTok. He actually recorded it and put it on so you oh, can see, see that yeah you could see him like he was looking at the camera cocked it back oh. threw it and then kid cuddy walked off stage. oh damn i didn't even see that so, damn yeah <laughs> it is this unruly uh generation z that is at to blame you know yeah. it's your fault okay disrespectful what do you want us to do uh tab says that's because you never hear really hear rappers dead beef on wax yeah i agree you don't really hear that talking about the freddie gibbs and jeezy thing so yeah, yeah but it's good that they actually did it uh, also, Eminem did it uh, with that fucking, what was that, that Toy Soldier song about Ja Rule and them? Oh, really? Yeah, that was weird. Cause he I put, didn't think he needed to dead that beef. Nobody cared at that point anymore. <laughs> like, nobody even knew that beef was still going on. I didn't either, and yeah. he made that song, and it was like, oh, okay. But uh, anyway, getting back to the Kid Cudi album, yeah, man. The one song I liked that I can say was the song with Don Tolliver. But that's just because Don Tolliver is good. Yeah. Don Tolliver is like what. Did he carry that song? Yeah, of course he did. But Don Tolliver is some like who Kid Cudi should be in his generation, I feel. Yeah. I want to get your take on this because listening to this album, like all the Kid Cudi's sons are kind of running a rap game now, or at least had a long run. And I would think in this era, this more emo music era that he kind of helped birth. You know, yeah. people like Juice World, XXXTentacion, Trippy yeah. Red. People come out with this sing-songy emo music. You would think Kid Cudi would be ruling his generation. Yeah. But he's just, he's not. He's lost in it. Yeah. He's, yeah, I noticed that. With, I I, I want to say it was his last album, and we actually reviewed that album. And um, he kind of sounded like Travis Scott a little bit. Yeah. And it. It's usually supposed to be the other way around. Like if Travis Scott was influenced by Kid Cudi, you know, when we hear Kid Cudi, we we supposed to be like, oh, this is how it's supposed to sound. Yeah. This is what emo music is. But I felt like he was using Travis Scott ad libs and everything. Where I'm like, man, this don't even. I'd rather listen to Travis Scott or yeah. you know somebody else. So I felt like he kind of fell off the face of the earth. I felt like they used his style and got better with it. And he's still yeah. stuck with his original style. And you usually don't see that. Even with people that's kind of like, you know, Kanye stands. And I know no, ain't nobody really came close to a Kanye. But even with them, like the J. Coles, the Drakes, you can kind of see the influence. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not, when Kanye drop, it's like, oh, this is Kanye. You can't, you can't top Kanye. He yeah. kind of fathered this. But uh, with Kid Cudi, people... Found this style and ran with it and made it better. 
No, I agree. He hasn't really adapted. I mean, maybe it's just him being sober. Maybe he needs to be on coke again. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's rough. Um, it, this kind he to me he kind of remind me of the um, I guess the artist version of um, Let's Luger. You remember the producer Let's Luger? Yeah. And, yeah. and he um, he created this whole different style, this sound. And it was good, but other producers imitated that style and, and even made more changes to that style, made it better, and it kind of left them in the dust a little bit. Where people, you know, you you start getting other producers that was had his style on steroids, mm-hmm. and he was still kind of in that same you know style, and you know people kind of forgot about him a little bit. No, he got lost in the sauce, I think for sure. So. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate because I was a fan of Cuddy, man. I still think Man on the Moon 2 is one of the best albums made this generation. Um, but it's been rough for him, man. I don't know. I don't know what can yeah. help him. Um, yeah, this – this. oh, yeah, I also have to mention that this album got leaked, uh, I want to say, like a week before it came out. Mm-hmm. And whoever leaked it, I don't know if it – supposedly it was Kanye fans, but I heard a rumor it could be Mike Dean as well. Because mm. apparently Kid Cudi kicked Mike Dean off his tour. Oh, so yeah. supposedly I heard a rumor it could be Mike Dean, but somebody leaked the album and they leaked it with a bunch of fart noises <laughs> throughout. Like seriously, oh, shit. throughout every song they put a bunch of fart noises. I don't know if it was just some crazy Kanye stands or Damn. Mike That's Dean crazy. being petty, but yeah. So Damn, that did That's happen. crazy. It's it's gonna be rougher. Kid Cudi until he reconciles with Kanye. He got to, man. But then it's not really his fault. It's, uh, I mean, yeah, it's not so his fault. Yeah, Kanye thing. was kind of fucked yeah. up towards him. But, um, yeah, man, at least they could just reconcile and just move on. Yeah. Like, not beef. Like, you ain't got to be hating each other, but just, you know, squash the beef and just keep it moving. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's going to be tough. Cause these, these Kanye fans ain't no joke, man. They are dedicated. <laughs> They're like the beehive, but sometimes worse. So, yeah. yeah. They're kind of del- uh, delusional a little bit, too. They can They're get delusional. Yeah. They're yeah. computer nerds, so they can actually hack shit and fuck people up. Like, the beehive, <laughs> the beehive is just annoying on social media, but they're harmless. Yeah. Like, Kanye fans are motherfucking engineers and programmers and shit. <laughs> yeah. They're going to get into your shit and, and mess things up for you. So, <laughs> it's rough. Yeah. Um, other albums, I didn't listen to either of these, but they're noteworthy because of the storylines behind them. Uh, Tory Lanez dropped a new album. Okay, I did Sorry not for, see that. It's called Sorry for What. Um, people claim he's been blackballed because, of course, the Megan Thee Stallion shooting and all that. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Your boy LeBron has something to say about it. Um, LeBron apparently was responding to a tweet from one of his little Twitter friends. I got to look this up to see exactly what it says. Was it the uh, 23 and 9 and lot? Yes, that guy. <laughs> that that dude. guy, yes. Who is that dude, I don't, man? <laughs> I don't know, but he's the only regular guy that LeBron talks yes. to on social media. Yes, I don't know who funny. that dude is. He don't even have, he has 65K <laughs> followers, which is not he a lot. He just got no, that, though, yeah. because, it, yeah, because he was kind of a regular dude. Yeah. Like, I don't know who that dude is. Like, I feel he's verified for no reason. Yes. <laughs> he has a podcast, I guess, but he's not very popular. Yeah, he yeah, he didn't have all that at first. Yeah. I don't know if it's like one of LeBron's friends in real life. I would assume <laughs> it has to be. 
it got to be at this at this point because he always he only talks to this one guy on social <laughs> media. It's crazy. But uh, this guy said, "Love or love him or hate him, the lanes of Tory Tory lanes consistently makes damn good music." LeBron says, "Facts." Oh, he never man. misses. Oh man, he never misses talking about Le- Tory Lanez, who literally <laughs> yeah. shot a woman. Uh, that boy talented as hell, man. Bangers for days. Now, of course, he got a uh, ratio to hell for this. <laughs> uh, five thousand of this moment. Five thousand quotes and a shitload of replies. Um, what do you think about this, man? Like, why do you think LeBron put that out there? And why do you think that? The tide is turning as far as Tory Lanez being public enemy number one for for what he allegedly did. Yeah, Tab just um, um, commented and says LeBron's burner account. No, this is definitely LeBron's (laughs) account, man. I I double and triple checked it. It got it's called King James. It got the blue check. No, he talked about the um, seventy three and nine and lie. Yeah, that would be that would be crazy. That would be wild. Yeah. That'll be wild. Just but, to yeah. That'll be hilarious, actually. I know. Yeah, but um Um you, you was talking about Tory Lanez. Yeah. Um to me, like I hate to use the word blackball because sometimes people just ain't making no hot music. But um one thing I always said, like he always makes some good music. Like I I can never sit here and say it's trash. It's not for me, but it's you know, he's super talented, man. And um, I do think it's kind of, you know, I, I do think a lot of um, corporations are staying away from Tory Lanez because of um, Jay-Z and Meg Thee Stallion. Because Meg is signed to, you know, she signed to Rock Nation. So I think that relationship is <laughs> messing up Tory Lanez. If, if Meg wasn't signed with Rock Nation, I think he'd be all over the place. Yeah. But I think him, you know, in that situation, I think that's messing him up. And I, I guess it's kind of smart for um, Meg to be with Rock Nation at this moment mm-hmm. because it's, it's it's throwing his career off. But now are you surprised that given LeBron's relationship with Jay-Z? I'm actually surprised. I think I'm, – I'm actually surprised he even tweeted that. Me too. Because Me too. I think – I think if he knew this backlash was going to happen, I, I don't think he would have did it. But he didn't delete. It's been like 12 hours now, man. Yeah, that's kind of shocking. He, he kept this shit up. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really shocking right there. But I think, um, yeah, I, I I think it was strange that he actually said, yeah, he makes he never misses. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that was pun intended. Ter- terrible or, warning. Ter- terrible wording. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm shocked LeBron said this. I mean, he's usually so careful about towing the line with things. He had to walk back that Britney Griner thing he said on the uh, on the barbershop show. Oh, yeah. So I'm really surprised, given how brand conscious he is, that he said something that would invoke this kind of response and just left it there. Yeah. You know, so that's why I got a conspiracy theory that I think the industry is confident that Tory Lane's about to get exonerated mm. because it feels like a lot of people are speaking out or not saying anything at all. We're usually we're in the era of the support women, believe women. 
We didn't yeah. thrown Ime Odoka Odoka to the wolves. Don't even know what happened, <laughs> yeah. but he got thrown to the wolves. Yeah. So we gotta talk about that too. Yeah, we're going to yeah. Malika Andrews going <laughs> viral every single day of this week. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I just feel like the industry is preparing to welcome him back with open arms. It yeah. seems like just because, like, like I said, LeBron tweeting this is wild. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he. I, I, I'm not saying LeBron knows something, mm-hmm. but I think people prepared to get all of this passed, so they could say, "Hey, Tory Lanez dropped the fire project," yeah. so they could go back to you know support Tory Lanez. Now, Tory, we have to get your uh, yes, you, <laughs> Tory, that's with us right now. Um, we have to get your opinion as well, and keep in mind you are speaking for all women in the world when you oh, say this. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Tory Lanez? Is he guilty or innocent? You can't put that on me. Yeah, sorry, you're here. This is what you agreed to. Time out. Tory Lanez, and uh, you have to catch me up on this. So, Tory Lanez allegedly shot rapper, Houston based rapper, Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, I want to say like a couple years ago now, at least this a year tw- back. I think this was 2020. Was this 2020? I feel like it was before COVID. Nah, it was. Nah, it was. Uh, it could have been. I can't remember now. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it was after. I can't remember. But, uh,. So apparently, allegedly, they he shot her. There are some disputes as to what happened. Some people apparently it was over one of Megan Thee Stallion's friends that he was messing with, et cetera, et cetera. There are doubts that he actually shot her, and that's basically it. I don't know how else to summarize it without you knowing yeah. the exact everything that happened. But yeah. um, nothing's been decided yet, and that's basically where we sit now. So do you, yeah. So do you, word so word on the street is he didn't really do it, and she's lying. Uh, I don't know if she. Oh, well, I don't know. So I'll ask you in terms of somebody who's familiar with branding and all that right, shit. Right. Um, <laughs> just right. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, do you think if you were LeBron's agent, would you advise him to take that tweet down, or would you be like, "No, speak your truth, King"? I would definitely keep it up if there's something behind it. If there's like a branding play to it, if I was his agent, I'd be like, "Keep it up." Okay. Simply, he takes stuff down, right? Or he never yeah. speaks on anything. Like, doesn't get too much attention himself with things like this. So the fact that he's keeping it up, I would definitely, I definitely sense something's gonna happen or something's about to. Okay, so you ride with it. Yeah. Okay, so we don't believe women no more. <laughs> okay. I see, I see where you're going with this. Okay. Y'all crabs in a barrel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's. Oh yeah, one more new release I didn't listen to. Lil Baby dropped a new album. Called Baby, no, yeah, Lil Baby, no, the Baby. I keep, I, yeah. I, I, why am I still getting them confused, man? The, the Baby, the one that's the supposed baby. to be Black Ball? Yes, the Baby dropped a new album called Baby on Baby Two. Um, now the sales are looking very bleak. Yeah, was yeah, this was the one from last week, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, that, the sales, the first week sales came in. Apparently, it was like sixteen k. Yeah, versus. His last album that dropped in 2020 that got like 105k first week. Yikes. So people think that he He's is being, being blackballed black yeah. because of the comments he made a while back about the uh, gay community and AIDS and all that stuff. Um, plus the <laughs> allegations against <laughs> yeah. abusing women and all these things. Yeah. So what's your take on it, man? Because I, I do have to say, if you look on any streaming platform, you see his face. In the rap section, mm-hmm. he's on playlists. He's on Spotify. He's on Rap Caviar, like with well, the biggest playlist on s- streaming, I think, yeah. rap wise. So it seems like he's getting the placements he usually gets. 
but people are still claiming, and people in the industry are claiming he's blackball. Boozy, I know I don't mean much. Yeah. yeah. I think T.I. might have said something, too. Ebro's yeah, defending I, I think it. Diddy might have said something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. There's a lot of people speaking on this. The industry is claiming that the baby is being blackballed. Do you think that's true? I don't think it's true. We talked about this last week, too. I just don't think he's making good music. I think his music sound the same. And um and right after the whole, you know, gay comments and all that stuff, he ended up um I know he took a little loss, but he ended up back on some festivals at some point where he you know, he was back performing, but even during that time his music was kind of suspect. It was, you know, he it wasn't hitting the same. Yeah. And there and, you know, he was getting a lot of complaints how all of his music sound the same now, and he don't make nothing different. So, um, man, I, I just don't. I, I think um, I think DJ Academics mentioned something too, and um, he was kind of blaming Ebro uh, for um, blackballing him because I think Ebro worked for Apple Music and all this yeah. other stuff. But I just don't see that being the reason, man. I just think, like to me, these people saying he blackballed. Show me, a, show me a hot song. I mean, show me a song where you be like, damn, this should be played all day long. I just don't hear it, man. Like, I ain't even want to listen to that last album. And um, that was the album. That was where he um, pretty much threw a shot at Meg the Stallion. So I just I just don't think he's that, you know, he's making good music like that, man. No, I agree. Um, and Ebro actually made a pretty good tweet about this. I don't know if I could find it because he has so many tweets that he he, he tweets too much. But um, Ebro basically said that um, when and whenever an artist blows, you know, the artist did it themselves. They put themselves on. They made themselves hot. But when they fall off, oh, the DJs didn't play me. Oh, I'm not getting the streaming stuff. It's everybody else's fault when you're not hot no more. But when you got hot, it's never the DJs. You know, the yeah. DJ don't get no props. Yeah. The people who put you on and, and stream your music or put you on playlists and put you in DJ sets, they don't get their props. Mm-hmm. But when the uh, artist falls off, oh, it must be because of all these external factors. Yeah. So I think it's pretty interesting. I, I'm with you, though, man. I don't think that – Uh, I, I think his sound got stale, and that's the main thing yeah. because – uh, Tab says all his music sounds the same. Is actually not good rap music. I will, some of it's good, man. Let, let, let's not tell a complete lie. He's a he's a pretty good rapper, but I do agree that a lot of his music is sound sounds very much the same. Um, and yeah, he don't have much to rap about. Plus, everything he did extracurricular is not looking too good for him. But yeah. you know, it is what it is. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with him. I don't think he's being blackballed. I see him everywhere. It's just he has no hot single out that's doing anything. And Chris Brown, like we said last week, man, Chris Brown proves it. No yeah. matter how bad your PR gets, if you make <laughs> hits, you're gonna be in rotation. You're gonna. Shit, Tory Lanez is proving it. Yes, exactly. Tory Lanez, like, and I'm not a Tory Lanez fan, but I can't deny his music. His yeah. music is he actually makes some good music, and he actually have fans that's supporting his music. No, I agree. So, um, if you're undeniable then nothing else really matters. But it might be over for him. I don't know. I heard people say he needs to get a CDL. <laughs> Some maybe go go back to school. Learn <laughs> learn how to code. That's my favorite one. Learn how to code. So yeah, we'll see what happens with the baby, but it's not looking too good for him, man. I don't, I don't know. 
Um, I think that does it for new oh shit, new releases. So let's get into some hot topics. <laughs> we got some things to talk about, man. We got to talk about. Uh, I got a question for you, but I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about this email Udoka, Malika Andrews saga mm-hmm. going on right now, man. Because Malika Andrews has been trending on social media for like a week straight now. Yeah. A lot, all the hoteps done came out. All the fake Kevin Samuels clones <laughs> done hopped out the woodwork <laughs> to shit on old Malika Andrews. Yeah. Because, um, so if you're not aware, of course, the old email Udoka was suspended for at least a year indefinitely now, I think it was, because improper for a relationship with a coworker that apparently, I think it was just released today. Wode said that the relationship started with some crude comments. He didn't specify what those comments were, but before they were in a consensual relationship, he sent something crude to her, some crude comments. And apparently she was caught. They got caught because of the ring the camera. Ring camera. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the husband. The re- yes. <laughs> I think the, the husband, husband released it. Yes. Sidebar. Why is your generation so comfortable with this surveillance <laughs> going on now? I have <laughs> two at my apartment. You one in two? the back and one in the front. Do you have like an Alexa and all that stuff 1, too? One thousand percent. Do you know they listen to you and record you? Okay, let's you can talk, be in baby. Motherfucking shower and shit. <laughs> Somebody talk. can hack hey, it to you. I only have her in the kitchen, but no, I have ring like you even call it a her. You know, it's an inanimate object, right? Her name is Alexa. It's not a human being. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's in the kitchen. Um, no, but. Safety's everything to me. I, I on camera, even if I get a notification on the ring, I'm like, who's at my door? Who's my so backyard? You, so you feel safer. Well, I got other things to keep me safe, but yeah, I feel safe that you my a gun. <laughs> she got that Glock forty. <laughs> she got that Glock forty. Listen, I'm a woman okay, in Houston. Okay. Come on now. You got pepper spray. Okay. Yeah. Nunchucks. Nunchucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Some, somebody across from my apartment got a ring camera. Yeah. And it's so weird because if you look at our apartments, mm-hmm. it's it's not it's it's like they not that far away from my door. Yeah. So every time I go to my door, the camera is like right there. Do you feel it's weird like, with the camera? Yes, yeah. I yes. always talk about my neighbors because yes. they don't have one. I, I felt I, like yeah. I never needed a ring camera on my apartment door. So uh, when they moved in, they put one right there. I was just like, what? So now they see me every time I go out my door. And it's so weird, and I think I found out too. I think, I think they uh, this apartment is an Airbnb apartment too because oh, they never uh-huh. there, and I always see random different people there at one moment, and then nobody there for a long time. So I think I think it's an Airbnb apartment. Yeah, it not nah, it's it's a crazy generational divide because I really want to know like why you younger folks are just so comfortable because looking back. Privacy and surveillance was a huge issue. I know old people don't want to give you your email. Yeah. People people are very protected about their phone number, yeah. emails if you're older. But it seems like the younger generation is just conditioned to give all that up. Yeah, I think I think it goes back to like growing up with technology. Like that's we're just used to it, you know? You just know it's safe, even though it's been abused. Well, not that we know it's again. safe, it's just that we're used to using it and then we're used to them tracking, used to them using our data, used to them like you're, they're tracking you right now. Like you ever get, yeah. you know I mean, what I mean? Yeah, like, fair enough. And I think it's it's interesting too because my dad's the same way. He doesn't like 
logging into stuff, doesn't like using his email, doesn't like any of that. But he has like that house looks like a, like a damn army. Like it looks like a, like a whole. It's locked. There's cameras on all corners of the house. There's oh, a camera shit. in the front, camera in the back. Um, and so I just grew up being like completely <laughs> under surveillance. Oh, okay. Like there was no sneaking out for me. But fair enough. I okay. think that, you know with the ring and all that. I think it's, we also just like we have no privacy. I guess like we've always been used to that. Um, so yeah, I think that's just growing up with technology. I've I've always knew we've been tracking and data and all that good stuff. You just don't care. <laughs> I just I mean, what are you, what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? You can turn off your location services, but they're still gonna track you through other things like maps. You need your location services on for maps. Anytime that map opens up, they start pinging you. Exactly know where you're going, know your route, know your routine, know you're coming home. They got you. Online. I'm kind of glad I didn't grow up in this generation <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> because you know how many times I didn't left and said I'll be back. And be all over mm-hmm. the place. Uh-huh. And I look, I, I don't need my parents to sit here and say, what you doing over here? I see you over here. Yeah. Like, if I'm gone, I'm gone. Yeah. Like, I, you know, until I get back. Right. And that's I, how I grew up, I don't need too. my parents to look at look on the phone and say, what you doing over on this side of town? Like a like hard Life 360. You can, like, track how fast the, the yes. you're tracking. You can track how fast they're going on the highway. Yes. That is crazy. That's I've never insane. been tracked growing up. I was never tracked yeah i mean you are now so buckle up buckle up (laughs) tab says alexa is non-binary now that's funny that's funny it's a they them okay um so but yeah that is creepy man because i think i'm never gonna put a damn alexa or anything like that in my apartment because i hear these stories about how the police arrest people based off of shit they said on alexa Oh, that's interesting. Oh, really? Yeah, they've used that information to incriminate people. So I'm not saying I'm going to get incriminated. What do you mean by, like, said to Alexa? Yeah. Something was recorded on Alexa. And because, you know. They use that as evidence. Exactly. Because people think. So it's it's like rap music. People think it's not recording unless you say, hey, Alexa. Right. You realize it don't know you say, hey, Alexa, unless it's recording you at all times. Yeah. Yeah. So they're recording everything you say. Okay. Yeah. In your private. Right. And it could be yeah. anything. Yeah. So, Tori, if you sitting there saying, hey, I'm a, I want to put a hit out on somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and the police come well, busting down your door. And not know who to point fingers at. going to jail. At. Yep. I'm pointing at Alexa. Alexa. Yep. She yep. a snitch. Yep. That's funny. Yep. But I don't like my, my apartment too quiet. Like, me and Alexa have a routine. Like, I walk in. I'm like, hey, Alexa. And she'll tell me, like, today's events. Tell me the weather's looking like, or like in the morning. But if she's not in my bedroom. She's in my kitchen. Like I, I do have seen the videos. Why are you of looking like, like that? Because this is insane. Well, because I do see the videos of her like laughing, like the ha ha. Like, have you seen those videos? They're creepy. But me and Lux have a routine. Like before I go to bed, I'm like, hey, good night, Lexa. She's like, good night. Here is top events. This is what the weather looks like. Here's what's on your to do for tomorrow. Here's what's on your grocery list in the morning. Good morning, Lexa. Here's today's events. Da 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 da. It goes through the whole thing. So like, I get to watch the news through Alexa. It's just like also like keeping noise, background noise too. And also like playing your favorite Houston stations. You can tell her to play yeah. Um, there was a movie starring Joaquin Phoenix, and the voice of the Siri Alexa thing was uh, Scarlett Johansson. And like he fell in love with this thing and he dated it. Do you remember that movie? That's like, have you seen Black Mirror? Yeah, of course. That's kind of like one of those episodes where you can date the. That's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's where you're trending. <laughs> yeah. You already talked yeah. to this Alexa thing every day. You have conversations <laughs> with it. This is where we're going. This is you gonna yeah. fall in love. Yeah. yeah, you might give it a man voice. Who knows? Make it sound like uh, who do you like? Who who do you think is a sexy star? 
sexy star. I've never been like. Oh, oh my god! I don't know music. I don't know celebrities. Well, I, honestly, <laughs> like, I just like don't. I don't look at someone like, oh, that's, that's a sexy star right there. What? Maybe like um like Chris Chris Hemsworth or something. But like yeah, I've okay. never been like a. Oh, that's sexy. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. You just don't think anybody's sexy. All right. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. We're talking about Malika Andrews and Ume Idoka. Yeah. For our. I know. We. That's this is regular the tangent for, podcast, yes, this, man. It's the home of the. This is why it'd be here. four hours. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um. So Ime Udoka, Malika Andrews, Malika Andrews reported on. Um. Uh, I guess people were digging through the archives because they were yeah. upset. So, so it started. It started Stephen A. Smith confrontation with Malia. Yeah, Andrews she, so she jumped on first take, and um, I guess she was disappointed in Stephen A. Smith. She was upset. Yeah, because Steve. Yeah, Stephen A. Pretty much said, "Why? Why isn't the girl getting? You know, why is her information being? You know, in the back, and they throwing this brother out here? You know, to the wolves." And everything was consensual, pretty much. And um, I guess she didn't like that. Yeah, <laughs> and she tried she to call a, him out on his show. She told him to stop. She said that we're not going to blame women here and yada, yada, yada. She was very indignant. <laughs> um, and then fast forward a little bit. She talks about the man who was going to take over uh, the Celtics head coach job, who was the, formerly the assistant coach. I think it's Joe Maz- I forget his name now. I got to yeah. look it up. But uh, she basically another black man, of course, and she uh, ran down his rap sheet. <laughs> she said we would be remiss not to say. And she said basically everything he did in ever. college. Yes. <laughs> he uh, he was arrested for public drunkenness and he had a domestic dispute. And this is all like 10 plus years ago. By yes. The way. But uh, she, she basically ran it down. There was some very, very minor offenses. Nothing he went to jail for, apparently. But uh, people were upset that. You know, you talk about a young black man who's going to be the next NBA head coach, and that's one of the first things you mentioned. Yeah. So people were very upset with that. People had done <laughs> yeah. brought up the interracial relationship between her and Steve. I think no, it's David, David, David McMenamin. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I was upset when I found that out. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, so I already knew this already that they was married. Yeah. And um, I was kind of shocked because you know they don't walk around like that. You yeah. know, together. And you know Malika is fine, mm-hmm. so I'm thinking like, okay. When I found out she was married, then I was just like, oh man, come on. It's not man. even just the fact that you know, I don't care about that too much. But it's like he's 40 years old, she's like 27. Yeah. So I'm like, damn, that's wild. But, yeah, they then up the family pictures and yeah, everything. Yeah. She was the only black person in the yeah, picture. Yeah, looking like Eve. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh. Yeah, so people are yeah. attacking Malika Andrews. P- people for that. saying they want Rachel Nichols back. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> Apparently, she has a new show, and I kind of wonder if this is all a concoction of her and her team because suddenly, like today, she popped up with a new show on Showtime, mm. and she has a new, I think, a podcast something out too. So she's apparently back. Mm. So, what do you think about this whole thing? Do you think Malika Andrews is rightfully getting raked through the coals, or do you think she is being unfairly criticized here? Uh, I think to me, I think I think two things could be right. I do think she's fairly. I mean, I think she's unfairly getting criticized. I, I mean, look, I, I don't want to sit here and bash her like that, but I do think she was wrong for um, bringing up that man's rap sheet mm-hmm. because that had nothing to do with anything. 
That was yeah. years ago. Like, if it was that big of a deal, he somebody would have brung it up at some point. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think, um, like, the weird part about it is, it's like, damn, is she near long cousin or family member? Because she kind of like going in on this, man. And I just don't understand why, because we don't really know the whole situation. Right. Like, it could have been a situation where, uh, I think we talked about it last week, it could be a situation where Nia Long and him wasn't together. And, you know, they was kind of doing their own thing. It just got, you know, just got caught up. Apparently that's not the case. Um, apparently it's come out that she found out about all that when everybody else did, and I think they were actually still together, apparently, supposedly. Oh, really? Oh, okay. That's what Damn. they're saying. Oh, yeah, and the new Celtics coach is named Joe Mazzulla, by the way. So. Okay. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, so um, yeah, I think I think she was look. You can't like. What was the purpose of bringing up this man rap sheet? And he yeah. was in college. Yeah, like he, that's he, so tough to like get stuff brought up that like is so in the past. It's like, what do you want him to do? Yeah, you, know? you started the cancel culture though, so you got to defend. I will, it. Hey, you know what team I will be on your side is that a lot of my generation is the cancel culture. Yeah, I cannot stand that. I can't stand the canceling and bringing up people's past and you got to accountability. I can't, I can't do it. It's like, when's enough and it's enough. Like it's almost making it worse. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That I will, that I will stand on your side about okay. Gen Z. <laughs> okay. 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 Got you on one. Well, they're trying okay. to cancel Malika Andrews now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. She's not going to get, I mean, she didn't do anything. She ain't do like nothing. Cancel worthy. Yeah. She ain't, she ain't do nothing. She'll be all right. But uh, it was funny how people saying, "Damn, uh, she making Sage still look good right now." I mean, not a <laughs> low like, yeah, she, I, I won't go that far. She, but see, Sage still, she don't, she never really did nothing on ESPN to be like, "Oh, that's kind of cringeworthy." Outside of the letting the white man touch mm-hmm. her hair, yeah. yeah. But um, all of her stuff been like outside of Sports Center, like the tweeting and um, being on Jay Cutler podcast mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. But um, yeah, it, it ain't that deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like to me, Malika Andrews, she, you know, um, feminist, I guess, uh, whatever you want to call it. But she just taking the um, female side, no matter what. In this point, yeah. in this situation, that's all it is. But um, it's just cra- to me. It, I think this is where like people like. Carrie Champion kind of screwed up and Jamel Hill kind of screwed up mm-hmm. when they just dig deep into something like this where they don't have to. They could they could easily just do their job and just keep it moving. But when you dig deep into this type of stuff, it kind of fuck them up a little bit where, you know, eventually they end up they end up out of ESPN and now they, you know, looking like Carrie Champion just kind of bashing you know men or yeah. you know being in a certain lane where it's not really that entertaining yeah um, so I, I i hope she don't get to that point i hope she kind of you know i ain't trying to sound you know bad but i hope she kind of stick to sports yeah. a yeah. little bit it just do because i thought she was pretty good you know i like what she brought to the table but do you really you think she's cute man let's be real no, i thought I, she was i I didn't. I didn't feel like you know when she took over for Rachel Nichols. I ain't feel like damn, Rachel Nichols was so much better, man. We need somebody. I never felt that. I you know I still watch the NBA show once in a while just to kind of see what's going on. And I ain't never cringe or felt like damn this is missing something. 
So it wasn't it wasn't that bad like that. I ain't gonna sit sit here and say she killing it, but <laughs> but hey it, it's, it's not that bad. Where I'm like we we need somebody. It's not Monday Night Football yeah. <laughs> with ESPN a couple years ago. Bad, but um, yeah, I think if she she keep doing that, I think she'll be all right. Yeah, people did go through the archives though. They found some clips of her <laughs> being antagonistic towards some NBA players. When uh, what's his name, Gary Payton Jr. got that hard foul, um, she was arguing that we don't know he meant to hurt. Like all this stuff, the people have gone through the archives, and she seems kind of standoffish at times. But you know, that's just how TV yeah. is. So, yeah, I, I personally, I think she's gotten kind of annoying just because, like, I don't need to hear the moderators' opinions on things, and that's my problem with ESPN. Period. Yeah, Molly. Yeah, Molly. Uh, Rachel Nichols before. And now Malika Andrews. I don't need like the panel is there to be the experts. You're there to keep the conversation moving. Yeah, you know, like when you're doing the producer thing, mm-hmm. like you're you're like they'll when if they ask you something, yeah. well, you, you well you I have sh- the cachet to be fair. You have the cachet. You're part yeah. of the show. Yeah, but if somebody was kind of more newer or it wasn't a producer really yeah. type of show like that, and and even with me, um, I know I'm not the host. Yeah, yeah. so um, certain stuff I don't step in. I, exactly. I let them do their thing. But if it's something I can add that can, can kind of expand the conversation, then I jump in there and say, "What about you're, this?" Yeah, you're not going to yeah. interrupt. Uh, John Lopez's take on Davis Mills and say you're wrong. Exactly. You know, yeah. if they ask for you, you'll say yeah. your opinion, but and you're not a, gonna. And it's a lot of times where I be like, man, these motherfuckers wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what are they talking about? But if it's something, if they touching on something, and I'm like, hey, is is it obvious that you know he was doing this to kind of expand the conversation? If it's something they ain't really talking about, exactly, I would bring it up to kind of expand the conversation, and that helped the show a lot. Yeah. So, but I'm not about to jump in and be like, what about the 23 women? Yeah. Or what about this? <laughs> or what about that? You know, I ain't about to be the one that just keep jumping in exactly. and be like, damn, like, we know that. <laughs> so, you know. No, exactly. I kind of know my role. <laughs> no, and, and the people there seemingly don't because they always jump in when some play. Like, I want to hear what the NBA players think about the NBA. Yeah. I don't really care what Malika Andrews have to say about it. Yeah. Like, keep I, it going. Yeah. Moderate it. Get, get, make sure we're not repeating the same things over and over. But yeah. I don't need you to jump in and, and talk about your take on a hard foul. Yeah. You, know, you don't know. Yeah. So I was kind of frustrated with first take when um, – the whole Deshaun Watson thing was happening. And I think Stephen A, like, they wasn't trying to, like, dis- discredit the women at all. Mm-hmm. But he was saying, like, from an on-field point of view, that type of thing. And she kept saying, what about the 22 women? Yeah, what yeah. about the tw-? And then I could tell Stephen A, like, look, I, I understand that part, but, you know, we don't know what happened. That He was trying to take the political route. But she just kept saying, what about the 22 mm-hmm. women? What about the 22 women? And it's like, this is a national show. Yes. Like, <laughs> this show ain't going to go nowhere if we just focused on, you know, I hate to say it like that, but if you just focus on, you know, the number of women. It's a sports show. It's not yeah. a crime show. Yeah. If like, it's you have to talk about the sports aspect of yeah, it. Yeah. If you just focus on, you know, the number of women, like, it's not going to get anywhere, man. Like, And I think that's been the problem with sports media overall because yeah. they just saying, you know, the number of women, but, you know, they're not looking at the overall thing. Yeah. So yep. that, that was kind of my frustration, but, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how things shake out with her. I'm sure my my take is this, though. I got to say, some niggas going too hard. <laughs> Dog, if you look, I, I made the mistake of watching, like, one YouTubers. By the way, sidebar, YouTube got the most trash content going viral oh now. Oh, my God. Yeah. If I see one more video of, like, 500,000 views and it's just some nigga talking on his phone in a car <laughs> or, like, a slideshow, <laughs> like, they don't even edit the videos, man. They just yeah. play a clip of first take and yeah. talk behind it. Or and this clip got like yeah. 500,000 views. They're yeah. not even saying nothing like insightful or something new. It's shit that everybody is already saying on social yeah. media. And it got like damn near a million views. And yeah. I'm like, how, man? The algorithm is fucked up. The, the worst is when they do the little TikTok video where yes. they got the sure. green screen in the back. Yes. Oh. And then they just be sitting there listening to the video like us. And then they try to weigh in yes. on it. It's just like, why you, this shit dog. got two thousand? Why this got two million views, man? They, they got TikTokers getting more views than the original TikTok, where somebody yes. just has a, a green screen of the TikTok in the background. You just see their yeah. face, yeah, just nodding <laughs> on to it, like, yeah, <laughs> what the fuck, yeah. Can't Ridiculous. It's a crazy game. We got blame. We got blame. Tori on we this. Yeah, I mean, you just can't. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> we get post stuck right now, and it could blow up and have like. 1.2 million. 1. Sidebar, 2. y'all don't care about plagiarism no more. It's oh. your generation. Y'all just steal shit and don't even feel guilty about it. <laughs> like, at least us back in the day, it's like, you couldn't even talk about like rap, you couldn't rap like nobody else. Like, that was seen as corny. You couldn't do tell the same jokes as a comedian that somebody else did. Mm-hmm. You couldn't do certain things. You couldn't have a ghostwriter? Yeah. You, or if not if know nigga, about it? If a nigga at school had a certain pair of shoes, like, you couldn't suddenly get that same pair of shoes. You can't you have the same corny. outfit, yeah. the same shirt. Exactly. <laughs> if somebody got this coat, like, no, I can't get this coat because yes. uh, James at school got this coat. <laughs> yeah. And people going to try to play me and say I'm trying to be like yes. him. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> y'all, no, I, y'all do not care about. I that. grew up though like that as well. Like you couldn't have the same stuff or one yeah. person had a pair of shoes. Jimmy got these shoes, yeah, so I can't get these. But shoes. also, like I didn't want the same pair that he had too. I want to have like my own. But I yeah. will say that a lot of people have a lot of things, and I get turned down if like I see a pair of shoes that I really, really want, but mm-hmm. everybody and their mother has them. I'm like, yep. I don't, Yeezys. I don't want them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I think the only exception was like um, Jordans. Yeah, of Jordans or yeah. Forces. Like white forces, yeah. Like everybody can have white yeah. forces. But the Yeezys, I never jumped on that train because everyone and their mother had them. Like I didn't want to be walking around. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah three fifty boosts. Everybody yeah. got that shit now. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, it's another thing we can blame your generation for. <laughs> just it's just blame. It's just a blame Tory podcast. Hey, she willingly stepped in this fire. Okay, <laughs> so we we gotta make use of it. What up, everybody? We have a very, very special guest. Going to get a little more regal tonight. Going to get a little elegant. You know, we're going to kick it back. Get, get a little get a little high class yeah. in the podcast today, okay? We done done the ratchet thing. We done, we done done all that. But now we're going to get a little more elegant and high class. We have a, a very talented everything maker, really. A wine yeah. maker. She is uh, just has a great YouTube channel where she does food pairings. The cigar, every, everything high life and high class, Man. it seems like this woman does. Um, also an avid Houston sports fan, so we're going to get into that as well. Representing <laughs> the Astros, as you can see. Every so. day, all day. <laughs> <laughs> we have the Mad Wine Chemist joining us. Yeah, oh, give it up. Applause, 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 drop. We got to get the applause, applause drop, man. 
Oh yeah, oh. <laughs> the Family Matters Harriet coming down the. <laughs> they sound a little elegant too. Like, yeah, it's golf clap, golf clap, golf That's clap. the uh, Family Matters Harriet wore a sexy dress coming down the stairs. <laughs> but yes, yes, happy to have you. Happy to have you for sure. Um, so tell us a little bit about what you do. Uh, tell us about everything you uh, got going on right now. Um, so I recently closed my winery down. Uh, it's just you know. Long story, and we can get into that later. But okay. now I'm launching my YouTube channel um, under Mad Wine Chemist. I just really, I love, I I love and have a passion for wine, and I want to share that with people. And I, I, from learning, from running my winery, I learned that there are a lot of people that want to learn how to make wine. There are a lot of people that are uneasy with how to drink wine, and I'm I'm just trying to share that information. Like it's not that hard. It does. You don't have to wear your, you know. Uh, after five dress with some heels <laughs> and makeup to enjoy wine. You can sit in the backyard with your girls in your bathing suits in the pool and enjoy a, a nice glass of wine. And you don't have to go to Napa or Italy to get a good glass of wine. You okay. can just do that. You can do that down the street. There's a ton of small wineries that produce high quality wine. Um, there are a couple here in Houston. I've done a couple of episodes on them. I go around, I, I do tours of wineries. Um, I've done a tour of Case Keenum's winery. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Pack Winery. I've done a tour of Nice Winery. They recently won a bunch of top awards at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. Um, I've done breweries also. I, drove, I just recently drove up to um, Austin and... Um, did a tour with a really tiny um, brewery. It's um, the brewers are brother a brother combination, and they're awesome. So like I I just really want to share what what there is to offer out there. Like let's just expand our minds and try something new. Or if you already in it and you want to learn some more, I'm gonna have advanced like videos on how to make wine, like oh how to age it or how to blend it or how to f- how to filter it and stuff like that. Okay, so you ain't got to go to Italy get their grapes and, <laughs> no, and stomp on it yourself. Yeah, have uh, Queen Elizabeth step all over uh, it. No, get like the- everybody like <laughs> thinks you got to stomp on grapes to make wine, and that's just, oh my god, it's not true. Like I don't want your crusty feet on my wine. <laughs> like they have presses, y'all. Like you know? the, gr- the yeah, grapes, grind it up and press it. You know, you're good. <laughs> These grapes were stepped on by Jesus Christ, <laughs> right? So this, <laughs> this no, wine no, is amazing. No, no. See, like look. My my grandfather was a pastor and my uncle is a pastor and you know like everybody's like in my family's like real church oriented and stuff and they were like you gonna sell wine and I was like yeah Jesus turned water into wine I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get into this in the first place? Like where did your love of wine and love of like breweries and beer and things like that? I know it sounds kind of funny to ask, but like where where did you? love of wine come from and how did it get to this point where you're like doing your own and showing people about all the different flavors and everything out there it's kind of a two-part story like i fell in love with wine and beer in the marine corps um one i fell in love with beer because that's like literally all you do in the marine corps you you work and then you go home and you drink and so um I got to the point where it was like, you know, every, everybody's 18, 19 and drinking. And I when I joined, I was 20. So by the time I got out, I was 26. And so for the last two years, I was like, y'all can have the drinking and heavy drinking and stuff like that. I'm going to go learn about some wine and, mm-hmm. you know, get into that. And, and one of my married friends was like, I got a, you know, a home brew set up. Come look at it. You know, let's let's talk about it. You know, and I watched him brew and I was like, you know, beer brewing isn't my thing, but I do want to get into something. 
So when I got out, um, you know, I had PTSD and my dad was helping me, you know, get through all that stuff. And he was like, you know, what's, you know, your your therapist keeps telling you to find a hobby. And I was like, you know, I've tried cake making dad and you see how horrible I am at that. You know what I mean? And I was like, I tried photography and stuff like that. And then uh, he was, you know, he was like, no, 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 let's talk it out. Like, what's something you've always wanted to do, but you never really just took the leap? And I was like, I really want to make wine. And he was like, well, why aren't you doing it? And I was like, it's it's expensive. And he was like, do it. Just do it. What's the worst that can happen? And I, and I took that leap, and I just I started making wine. And, dude, I just, that, that, that was so therapeutic. I just, I fell in love with it, man. I went from, you know, having two little jugs in a corner of wine to, like, my dad bought me, like, this professional wine thing. Oh, wow. And I'm like, my I had, I had like, we moved all the stuff out of my second room in my house. And we started, like, he started, like, just like, oh, yeah, you can make that. You, you could do that. Like, it was just something me and my dad bonded over to. So it was just awesome. No, that's really inspiring. Um, and that's something I hear a lot about, too. You know, I graduated, you know, 05, so I had a lot of people I knew who, went to Iraq and Afghanistan during that time and they came back, they were just completely different. So is that something you see a lot where people, um, when they come back and they hyper-focus on something and do you think that helps like with everything you go through and everything being in the military, that whole structure kind of, do you think that helps to find a hobby and, yeah. and kind of get, really get into it? Yeah, definitely. Like the structure of winemaking, man, I got to the point where it was I was really impatient. Like I just wanted everything to happen now. But with wine, the the more impatient you are, the the worse your wine gonna taste. And I remember the first batch, I was so impatient. I was just like, Yeah, I got some wine. <laughs> I'm finna drink, but it came out cloudy and the and the flavors weren't like I really wanted. And, you know, my dad like was my rah rah cheerleader guy. So he was just like drinking it and I'm like, nah, it's not where I want it to be. <laughs> No, I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta be patient. I gotta take the steps. I gotta, I gotta stick to my schedule. And one thing you do in the military is you take a lot of meticulous notes. Yeah. Like if you're on duty, they're gonna have a book, and you gotta write down every time something crazy happens, or every time you get up and you know go to the bathroom, you gotta write it down. So I did that with my wine, and that helped me. You know, like I, I, I took a lot of stuff that from the military, and and I was like, okay, so the seventy five degrees for this wine when it was fermenting. You know, so like I could take that and transfer it over and I can repeat what I just made. No, that's really impressive. That's cool. So um, you mentioned patience. How long do it take to make a, a good batch of wine? Like what's the. I mean, I've gotten to the point where I can rush it like and, and it still tastes good. Like because like I said, I took a lot of notes. So um, like I can make a fruit wine in a month. OK. OK. But is, that, is that quick? Yeah, that's quick. that's okay. ultra quick. That's like an ultra okay. quick, ultra young wine. But what people tend to think about something being that young is, oh, that's cheap. It's not cheap. So, like, I make all of my fruit wines out of actual fruits. I don't like using concentrates and stuff like that. Okay. So I'm a total newbie when it comes to, like, I don't drink really at all. So I have, like, I'm going to ask you a lot. I'm going to ask you to put me on game with this wine and everything. Let's so go. I'm going to ask some very basic questions, and you got to answer me like you're talking to a 12-year-old. I got you. Um, now, when people age wine, what does that exactly do to it? Okay, so what you're doing when you're aging the wines, like, so when a wine first comes out, you know, it'll it'll experience what we call bottle shock. 
like because when you're transferring the wine from the barrel or bucket, whatever you're making your wine into the bottle, it's introducing it into oxygen. It's it's touching a lot of things that it hasn't touched. It's moving. It's splashing. So it's been shocked. Like eh, no, you want it to rest. Mm-hmm. So once it's gotten past initial rest period, then it's just in a small. You know, you got the bottle and it's small, and it's gonna just bring those flavors out more like you can tell when a wine is aged perfectly when the you take the cork out you smell the cork and you can smell the aromas on the wine oh, of the wow. wine on the cork like you get a lot of people who will get the cork and they'll be like okay this is a good one like mm. there mm. you can you can also smell imperfections on it like so if it smells skunky like like i don't want to drink this like if you go to a restaurant like if you really want to impress your girl, like when yeah, you go to the yeah. restaurant, you go to the high class restaurant. So I've been waiting on. Let's let's go. Let's get into it. <laughs> let me let me get a Marlowe. Can you get one that's you know like in the nineteen hundreds, please? Thank you. Okay. And then you wanna smell that? Okay. You go ahead okay. and smell it. Oh yes, this is gonna be delicious. I'm just gonna <laughs> act like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm just giving you like the little the little yes, tips and tricks. Year. Like yeah, just smell it. You know. Oh man. Uh, and then like get your get your glass and just like. He's gonna get the like if you go to a real high class place with, you know their their um their waiters their wait staff has um certifications in wine they're gonna give you like they're gonna pour you like a little sample they're not gonna pour you a whole glass like if you go to Sawgrass they you order wine they're just gonna pour the whole glass in there but if you go to like a real high class place like you know Perry's or some of the places that like um was it Phil and Derek's uh but they're gonna just pour you like a little something like this and they're gonna you just Get a little good swirl on your glass, and then you yeah. get a little smell. Sorry, for you. oh no, you good. <laughs> get that that glass to your nose. That'll open your palate up, you know. So, like when I say open your palate up, it'll introduce the flavors to your palate. Like it'll just like okay, and then when you start to drink, your palate will recognize that a little bit better. It's your um your nose and your mouth work in conjunction, and it makes the, the wine taste better. That's eye opening <laughs> no, for sure, because. I've always wondered, like, how can you really tell good wine from bad wine, like taste wise? Because, you know, people just drink wine and and just just to drink it a yeah, lot of times. I'm one of them because, <laughs> look, I like the flavor wines a lot. Yeah. But some people kind of frown upon that. Some yeah. people like the regular, just straight up red wine. Mm-hmm. Me, I like, you know, peach and <laughs> mango wine or something yeah. like that. So, yeah. How, um was there's a higher class and a lower class for fruit wines there's a higher class and lower class for you know your traditional grape wines um i don't want to sound like a butthole but i feel like my fruit wines are higher class they're 12 percent alcohol they're all they're as natural as i can make them um i use um instead of using like chemical acid i use citric acid you know, I try to keep it this natural. I use the real fruits. We press the fruits every day at the winery with our hands and stuff like that. When I'm making it at home, I use a nylon bag, squeeze the bag every day. You know, so, yeah. It, it, it The more time you put into your wine, the better the quality of the wine is going to be. So what exactly am I drinking right now? Is it this That's is the a- cranberry. That's a monster. Really? Yeah, so- I won my very first award in wines with that wine. 
I entered into the um, Women's International Wine Competition. Oh, nice. And I, I didn't even know they had that. <laughs> yeah, it's up in Denver. Damn. And I was just sitting at the office when we were small and we didn't have much traffic. And, uh, you know, I'm somebody that reads books. So, like, I read about, about marketing and how I needed to get my brand name out there. And they said enter competitions. And I was so scared to enter competitions. I just, like, okay, I'm going to put what... I feel like it's my best wine, and I'm gonna put it out there. And I, I submitted one wine, and I and I and I won an award. Oh wow! I never even heard of cranberry wine. I'm a cranberry fan. Oh, I, love I never heard of cranberry wine. Oh yeah, I love cranberry. Like me and my dad fought over it. He was like, nobody's gonna want to drink cranberry wine. And, like <laughs> it's one of my top sellers. Yeah, I'm the cranberry juice king. Yeah. Yes. That's award-winning wine you're sipping on right now. I know, You got to appreciate it, I feel it, bougie right now. Yeah, oh, yeah. and I, I brought my uh, mango wine. My mango wine was my only one to win a gold medal for me. Oh, wow. Damn. Yeah, like, um, for fruit wines, a lot of, like, what, what he just said, like, people think, oh, these are cheap wines. They're not good. So mm-hmm. they don't, even at competitions, they don't, if they're, even if they taste good, you know, if it's a silver, you need to be, like, proud that you want a silver medal medal for it there's very few gold medals going out for fruit wines and i think they're kind of trying to change the narrative though so they kind of like marvel movies at the uh yeah at the oscars <laughs> we're not finna, we not finna like not win a real no, movie we're not finna win no grand champion with no fruit wine because you know it's not a cabernet <laughs> so do you think those barriers are being brought down where it's like only certain wines are able to win awards and only certain wines are being seen as high class or do you think those barriers are still around um those barriers are still around i mean it's like no matter how much i want to bring a new style to the wine the wine industry um it's still a very old school classic industry um and you know the people that that get there first and they market first are the ones that are going to set the tone for the industry Italy and California have marketed so well, they make you think those are the only places you can get wine. Yes. And Italy talks so much crap about California that they don't even like California wine. And then you come to Texas, and Texas will tell you, Texans, just like your regular Texans on the street, will tell you, oh, Texas wine is trash. California wine is best when I'm like, bro, like, y'all really don't know what we have to offer here. Like, you have to look at it differently. Um California is more Italy and we're more Spain. Like our soil our and our climate is more Spain. So you can get a real good Tempranillo out here that you can't get from California. So there's stuff that will grow great here that California can't produce. But the issue we have here is we are not good at marketing. We, mm. we can't market for anything. Um, I remember when I was going to the conferences for Texas Wine and Grape Growers Association and they were like, oh, we got to get better at marketing. And I'm like, oh, I have a couple of ideas. And me and a guy from Nice Winery were getting into it. And I'm like, bro, we got to do something different. This is for all of us. We need to get this wine. It needs to go nationwide. And mm-hmm. if somebody look on the back of the bottle and they see Tex- Texas, we don't need them to be like, uh, no. No, we need them to be like, yeah. So so do you think Texas is united in winemaking and things like that and breweries and things? Or do you think, because we have this conversation with a lot of artists in Houston and every other city and we ask you know are they collaborating do you feel like you're getting being supported by the hip hop community or do you think that there uh there's too much beef and too much jealousy and people not working together how is it in wine how is it in it, your community is it like crabs in the barrel exactly no 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 okay. no 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 um I mean, I'm be honest. I'm open. Like I was, I'm black, y'all. I'm, yeah. I'm black in the wine industry. So like when I yeah. went to the conference, it was like one other girl, 
and I was like, hey. But, you know, at <laughs> first it was like I was a little scared because, you know, these older. Um, Probably rich. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, they this industry requires you to have a lot of money. So yeah, I was just like, oh, you know, I don't really know what to do. I don't know what to say. But, you know, I'm here to stay. And they 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 open, they welcome me with open arms. Um, I got um, an interview request from Essence uh, Essence Magazine when I was at the last Texas Wine and Grape Growers Association meeting or conference. And, like, I was so happy. Like, I ran from my hotel room down to the conference floor. And I was like, yo, I just got an interview by Essence. And, like, the president of the association was, like, taking me around. And everybody was pouring wine. And, like, by the time the gala came, I was so drunk <laughs> that it was it was time for me to do my presentation. And that I just, I don't know how I did it. You know, but, you know, when they introduced me, you know, they were like, oh, just recently interviewed by Essence magazine. Like, they hey, were proud hey. of me. Like, they were like, mm. our baby is growing. Like, and that felt good because, you know, you can really push yourself out there. That's good. That's dope. That's so dope. Only the rappers have beef, apparently. Everybody else getting along out here. Oh, no, those, rap. those breweries <laughs> have beef with each other. Wait, how so? Like, breweries oh, in, breweries in Texas really or yeah. What do a beef look like in the wine game? A beef in a wine game looks like we're gonna argue for about five minutes and then we're gonna share a bottle of a bottle of wine and then we over it. Like but in the in the in the breweries is it's funny, man, because they like take it serious. Like uh the you you make fruity beers and you don't make no IPAs and you don't you don't like have that no shit trash. Yeah, like and I'm like, oh, okay, y'all. <laughs> I went to like one or two of their um like they have a Texas brewery guild and they have a couple of meetings and I you know, I was trying to put my my wine into these breweries, so I'm like, hey, look, this is me, these are my wines, you know, y'all have ladies that come out there, if y'all want the men to stay longer, you know, sell my wine to them, and, you know, I'm I'm out there pushing my, my wine, and they're, they're all staring at each other in groups, like, and I'm like, oh, we're serious out here, like, oh, yeah, they don't make any of their own beer, and I'm not going there until they make their own beer, and, like, it's just, like, they, they're real snobby towards each other, but, like, it's not to the point where they won't work with each other. Okay. Mm. Okay. At least there's collaboration going on. So yeah. I feel you. So what are the best, I've heard of a few breweries in Houston, but what are the best ones that people who are kind of new to the scene or haven't been here, like breweries, wineries, where should people visit if they're looking for that kind of a uh, thing in Houston? Um, Westside should definitely go to No Label Brewing. Um, that's like, they've been around for 10, 10 plus years. Okay. Um, they're kind of like one of the, the micro like the i guess craft brewers for the houston area that's known nationwide then you have uh out in conroe there's b52 they're doing some great things out there um umble has ingenious we did a tour with them um the oh man they have beer ice cream oh okay mm. yeah it's delicious um Damn. then you have uh uh downtown they have a couple of brew like literally you can go downtown and brewery hop. There's a ton of them down there. Like you could throw a rock and hit three. No oh, damn. Damn. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I like trying everybody everybody does something different. They they specialize in something and then they're always gonna be bad at something. So don't go in there thinking that everything that they they have is gonna be great. I'll just be honest with you. So you mean like drink wise? Yes, I'm being honest. Okay. Ooh, okay. Mm -hmm. Like okay. I went to one last night. Um, mm, I can't remember the name of it because I that that beer was real good. That's how like I had a blast. 
They had some <laughs> sours, and they had one where they like um, dressed the rim with tahini, and then they mixed the two sours together. I'm a sour fan, so it was delicious. Mm. I had too many. <laughs> <laughs> so how'd you get into YouTube, and what kind of spawned that? What made you decide, okay, I want to share this with the world and get into the YouTube game, and how did that kind of come about, and, and what do you kind of go through on your YouTube channel? Um, I got, like, I had a breakdown, man. Like, between, like, so I opened my winery in 2019. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was doing good, and I was growing real fast. And my mom was like, we need a new location. So we opened a new location. And probably, like, two months after we opened our new location, two, three months after we opened our new location, COVID hit. Yeah. And the stress was insane. And so I marketed extremely hard just to keep the doors open during COVID. But what I did not anticipate was when I opened the doors back up, I had outgrown, like, I didn't have the staff. I didn't have the, you know, equipment or the space to cover all those people. I was seeing, like, I had, at when, at the height, we could fit 230 people in there. And at one time, we had, like, an hour and a half wait to get in. And oh, I just kind of oh, broke, you know, that I wasn't prepared. My mentors weren't prepared to help me. So, um, you know, I ended up just needing, like, to step away. Um, it was hard to find employees and stuff like that. So um, one thing I did like doing at the winery was marketing, you know, getting on YouTube and making videos for the winery. And then and I always had customers like, hey, are you going to do a winemaking class? And then uh, in the homebrew um, section, some of my friends were like, hey, can you come up here and teach um, a winemaking class? And so I started to look into teaching people how to make wine online. But, like, that takes so long. There's only so – I can do, like, one wine-making video a week, and I wanted to push my channel out more. And I was like, you know what? Let's just push out wine tours, too, and wine pairings, cigar pairings. Let me show y'all what I was doing at the winery and the vendors that I was working with. Let me help promote them. Like, the guys from Ass Central – they they were at my winery every Saturday. So they're who I do the wine pairing videos with. Um, some of the food trucks that were at my winery are I'm doing wine pairings with them and restaurants that I've worked with and, and they were mentoring with me. Like Anthony's Market Grill out in Simonton. Anthony himself, the guy that owns it, like this like award-winning chef was like, I love your wine. And I was like, hey, look, I'm switching over to YouTube. You won't. He was like, come in. We'll do a whole show with you. Hmm. They they like I was there for like four hours. They had like a twelve hundred dollar bottle of wine. We talked about it. And I was like, I ain't never drank a twelve hundred dollar <laughs> bottle of wine. I feel special. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. dope. That's no, dope. it really is. It really is. Do you see yourself opening that um that store up again or in the I, future? I man, if you'd have asked me a week ago, I'd been like, hell no. I don't know if I can cuss, but. Like, oh, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. nah, man, I, I was like, hell no, fuck that shit. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> my uncle has been riding me. Um, he's been real supportive. He understands why I shut down, he, the the way everything affected me. And, like, I'm a real passionate person, a caring person, and that kind of hurt me um, to shut down. And he was like, you just need to take a break. I'm not letting you sell none of your equipment. Like, nah, that's, I'll pay for the storage, for it to sit in storage until you're ready to go again. And and. So, I mean, and then I had one of my distillery friends. He was like, man, you need to come back. He'll call me every once in a while or text me and like, I I don't like this industry without you. Yeah. 
So, like, they're breaking me. Okay, okay. No, <laughs> definitely we looking forward to it if you do hook it up again. So, I mean, no, we'll I, def- I really, I really, I kind of, if I do it again, like, people know me as the fruit wine girl, but I yeah. had been, I had been practicing traditional wines. And in my business plan to the investors that I was submitting it, everything to, I had traditional wines. Like, those wines y'all are tasting that I made today was in intermediate equipment. Like, some of that equipment my dad had bought me when I first started making wine, mm. like plastic containers, not not stainless steel stuff, not like electric presses and things like that that would make it. I can't tell. Like, right. Like, <laughs> it, it, would amazing. Make, it would make the quality better. Like, if I had the chance, I, I know I could really just rock it. Okay. We're looking forward to it. Um, now, I read this article, and to be fair, I looked it up the date, and it was two years old, but they reposted it like it was new. It was on CNN. They said that wine consumption was down for the first time in 25 years. Do you think that's true? We're getting the thumbs down from the crowd over <laughs> here. <laughs> and do you think that's true? And if so, because the, the reasoning they said was that people were getting more into seltzers and these more ready-to-drink type things. Uh, do you think that's true? And if not, why is it fake news? It's, it's fake news because, one, during COVID, those ladies were buying some wine. Like, they, <laughs> I had a line every day when I opened up, and they were buying wine. They were buying my wine daiquiris, bought a bottle to my little wine drinks. Like, the wine industry is changing and making – they're adapting to the new – the new atmosphere just like everybody else the seltzers are something that the breweries are are, are adapting to and changing trying to get people you it's the industry is constantly changing and, and and the evolution is just it's amazing we're putting wine in cans now you can go to the beach with your wine okay so yeah, no that's fake news do you get mad when you see somebody acting like they into wine when they're not because i get upset <laughs> well not upset but i get annoyed when i see like people like lebron james talking about how he sips wine now with his glass of wine, talking about wine. And he was doing this for a good couple years for a minute. Do you get a, a kind of annoyed by that? Or are you more like it's no, helping I'm, the industry? I'm going to be honest, man. I hope he listens. Well, I got beef with 50. I got mm. beef with 50. Like I had a whole plan. Yeah, like, town too. Yeah, yes. yeah. No, no. Come find me, bro. <laughs> Uh-oh. Like, I ain't scared. Uh-oh. Roll up. Uh-oh. We got ESG, and now you got beef with 50 No, not like, Two it's a wine guests. beef, bro. I want to go head to head. I want to see who can make the better wine. I want to know who your winemaker is. Okay. You came into my city and took over, bro. Like, you ain't even come by and say, hello, I sent you a message. Come mm. on. Okay, okay. The, the message yeah. is out. 50 Cent got to respond. The call is out. <laughs> like, he went in the wars. I know. I, I, like, I had a plan. I was ready. I was going. And then he came in and did everything that I wanted to do, and I'm pissed. I wonder how Houstonians feel about 50 Cent because he just left New York, moved here, got his driver's license, mm-hmm. and just, like, he run, I, I don't want to say he run in the city, but Bro, he just, like, he he in bed with the Houston Tech since he in bed with the, uh, I, I want to say the Rockets. Yeah. He went, he yeah. got, him and Fatita went in, his wine is in, in I, dude, I <laughs> talked to Tillman Fatita before he did his deal with 50. I went to a, a UFC fight. And I got mm. some floor tickets and, you know, my fr- my cousin works down there and, you know, he hooked me up with some, you know, VIP passes and I'm going in the back and Tillman's there and like, you know, closed mouths don't get fed. I ain't scared of nobody. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I'm trying to put money in my pocket. So I go up to Tillman and I'm like, hey, look, I got own, I own a winery out in Katie. I need you to come see it. You know, let's do some work together. 52 months later, I'm like, Dang. bro, uh, 
like you don't you you wearing belt buckles in the incorrect way because yeah. you wanted it at, yeah. at the rodeo. Like like I really do got beef with you. You know what I'm saying? Like don't blast me on Twitter though. You know I know how you do. You know just come talk to me face to face. Yeah, mess around and sue because like, he's suing, sue he suing, he suing somebody. What I do? Right I'm now. sure he's always suing. Somebody. But yeah. I ain't. I he's ain't. always getting sued. No, yeah, no. Recently, I think he sued somebody because I think they put his picture on something oh, I, and yeah, it no, made yeah. it look no, like he took some to type of pills or something. <laughs> I want to go head to head. I want to go wine, wine to wine competition. Let's see who wins. Okay. He should, he let, should let's have see that. who really, let's see which black winemaker really run Houston. Like it's, <laughs> it's a couple more of us too, like Water's Edge out in Richmond. Um, and then you got uh, Pinot Noir downtown. Like let's, let's go. Let's see who wins. Cause you just moved here, bro. Like mm. your celebrity status is the reason you're here. Like, bro, why would sure. you cut us off, yeah. man? Like, let us all come up. Yeah. Would you be um, okay with pairing with 50 somehow? Let's say he, you know, takes your hey, wine. Hey, man, I'm talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to do it. Yep. That's I'm talking the best shit. Way to do it. Like, I'm trying to get in the door. Let's be honest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I still want to go head to head. I want to show him what I'm made of. You okay. know? We have, we have the same uh, rule on this podcast. If Jay-Z ever approached us, we're... Deleting everything we said negative <laughs> right? about Beyonce, yep. I, yeah. Jay-Z, everybody. We I'm going to be like, I watch Power. Clean. I love yeah. Power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Richard Richard trying with that shit should have won an Oscar. <laughs> you look great at the Super Bowl. You don't look fat. <laughs> hey, man, I'm, I'm surprised you still hung upside down like that, bro. That, yeah. that shit was entertaining. I'm proud of you. Oh, man. But until then. You should have won an Oscar when you lost all that weight for that movie, bro, man. That yes, was a great movie. Yes, you should have won, won an Oscar for that. Oh, Your wine man. is delicious, dog. Yeah, the best video game of all time. Everything, <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Uh, so, <laughs> all right. Um, let's get down to nitty-gritty, okay? Because this is what I've been wanting to ask, okay? Let's have a, because I think we have a mainly male-centric audience listening to the podcast, and they want to know how to impress a lady friend if they, let's say, she coming over. Let's say she present herself as high-class and bougie. And yeah, let's get yeah, yeah set let's the mood right. Yeah, First of all, guys. set the mood. Set all right. the mood. Look, 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 look. I got, you got some Anita oh, Baker. I got you. Okay. See, look, I used to tell the dudes at my winery, look, just bring them here, and I got you. Like I used to do Valentine's Day dinners and pair it with wine, bro. Just bring her. I got you. So I got this. I'm ready. Look, keep it basic. If she asks her if she like red or white, if she like red, keep it basic. Get her a Pinot. Get her. A cab or Marlowe. Okay, you can't go wrong with that. If she like white, get her a Savion Blanc. Okay, uh, a Pinot Grigio. Keep it simple. You don't need to do too much. Don't pull out nothing that you ain't never heard of. I ain't never heard of. Don't do that. Just go on the aisle in, in, in Kroger's. Don't get the cheapest one. Go on ahead and get that middle one. All right? Okay. They bought the $15 bottle. Not the $10 or the $5. Don't do that to yourself. Don't get the two-buck chuck. All right? Get the $15 one. All right? Now, if it's a red, leave it out. Take the cork off. All right? You don't need to buy a decanter. This is just the, this is rookie. We talking rookie stuff right now. Pop okay. the cork on the red wine. Let it sit. Let it get a little air in it for a bit. Then pour your glass. Now, when you pour your glass, hold on. Can I get a glass, man? <laughs> you need a demonstration. I need to demonstrate for the gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. I need to demonstrate for y'all. All right. Shout so remember out to Tori. What, right? Thank you, Tori. Remember what I told y'all about? Like, just smell that cork. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. But make sure you look serious. Don't look yeah, goofy yeah, like yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay? Okay. All right. So then you gonna pour that wine? Not hold. Can you hold this for me? All right. 
Okay, so you want to lean the glass, brothers, and you want to pour it like this, okay? You got to look in your eye, in her eyes while you pour it, too. Don't look at the glass. Yeah. <laughs> now, put it on the ground. Give, it a little, give a little swirl. Give a good, good swirl. Go ahead. Smell it. Then say, yeah, that's it. And put okay. it down. <laughs> and give her the glass. Now, we got to talk about food pairing, too, because I know you cover that. Yes. What do we pair with what wines and why? Okay. Again, keep it simple. Red, red wines, red meats. Okay. White wines, and then this is not. It's more detailed than that. You can do a lot of uh, different things, but basic stuff. If we just trying to, to impress somebody without knowing anything, do red with red meat, white with white meat. Okay. okay. And just keep it simple. Whites can go with pastas also. So you want to, you know, chicken, chicken fettuccine Alfredo, go ahead and get her a Pinot Grigio or a Savion Blanc and go to town. Simple enough. Simple enough. Now, what does she say? She want red wine, but she don't want red meat. Or what is she's like? Yeah, a when vegan? does she get some uh, chicken <laughs> or something? If she's a, if she's a vegan yeah. and she want a red wine, cook her a portobello steak, get her a cab. What? Wait, <laughs> a steak? A portobello steak. A portobello, portobello steak, steak is the, the portobello mushroom. Oh, uh, okay, okay. okay it's, a, it's the big portobello mushroom. Go ahead, put that on the iron skillet, flip it, flip it, season it just like a steak. Go to town. Damn. I've never what, even what heard of she, that. I've heard of it. Uh, what if she's a vegetarian, though? Vegetarian, the portobello steak is good, too. Like, that's that's just okay. that's just mushroom. Okay, okay. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Wait, okay. it's a mushroom steak? Yeah, it's a mushroom steak. Portobello is a huge mushroom, and it's thick. And if you cook it right and you season it right, it tastes just like meat. I got to try this. I've heard of portobello, like the mushroom. I haven't heard of a portobello steak before. It's, it's, Where can you get it from? It, you can get, I would go to um, one of the Asian marts. They have the big portobello mushroom heads. Okay. And then you get the bigger the mushroom head, the better. Because then, you know, that's your steak. I love going to the Asian market, by the way. They got a lot of good stuff in there. <laughs> and if she's vegan and she wants uh she wants some seafood flavor, like seafood theme type uh, meal, go ahead, go in there and buy the um was it the king oyster mushroom, slice it, cut it up, and get you some seaweed, season it with a little seaweed and some, you know, seafood seasoning, then grill it on each side for about a couple of couple of minutes each side, and that's gonna be like having some scallops. And then you pair that with white wine. You should have brought you up here to cook. Really, though? <laughs> <laughs> Damn the wine. You could cook, girl. No, nah, I can't cook. <laughs> no. Nah. Nah. I mean, that's a perfect that pairing. good. Look, we put y'all on game. All y'all listening out there who are single or just trying to mingle. These are good pairings, and he's going to get you to draw as maybe, possibly. <laughs> nah. <So. laughs> yes. If she if she's a, a girl that likes snacks, get her something sweet to drink, like a Moscato or a Prosecco. You know, so, you know, you pair that with like a cheesecake or a chocolate cake, something like that. Okay, okay, okay. okay. It sounds legit. Okay, I'm going to take notes. I'm going to look at this podcast again. <laughs> I know. I'm going to jot all these notes down and I'm going to take notes. At the 36 mark. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. And yeah. let, it, let everybody let us know if you try this and it works for you, okay? We need we need uh, feedback. So <laughs> that's dope, though. So that'll, that'll definitely do it. Those food pairings and okay, okay, okay. 
and then also when you when you serve in dessert wine or uh, white wine, make sure it's as cold as you can get. Okay. What if it's like a last minute thing? If it's a last minute thing and you need to chill it really fast, go ahead and get yourself a uh, like something you can submerge the bottle in. Mm-hmm. Half of halfway with ice, halfway with water. That'll chill it faster. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. Shoot, that put us on game for sure. Yeah, no, we know now. I'm trying to help y'all now. out, man. No, you yeah. are. You are. Look, Figgy, Figgy don't need help. He married. But look, <laughs> I, I, all of us out here struggle. You know, we need, we need, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. It'd be expensive to take people out too. We need, we need more stay-at-home dates. So I'm down with it. I'm down with it. I'm gonna start doing what my cousin is doing. He's doing virtual dates. Explain that. Oh yeah, like. My cousin got game. I ain't know. Like I was like, bro, I should have been listening to you a long time ago. How did you do? Oh my God, virtual date. So he's not in Houston, but he's talking to a, a nice lady in Houston, and so he told her, "Hey, look, let's go eat some sushi together." So he picked a sushi restaurant. She picked a sushi restaurant. They put their phones on Facetime, and oh, bro, like he got game by the pound, and then did the same thing. Sent her some stuff. Through the mail, and he was like, "Let's watch a movie together." They put their face, they phones on Facetime. Oh, bro, sweet. I'm like, oh, bro, uh, why didn't you tell me nothing? I'm over here struggling, <laughs> single, no ideas what to do. You couldn't have helped me out. Yeah. But. Hey, that's pretty cold. That's pretty cold. I, I don't know if I could watch a movie without the snuggling, cuddling. Though, I mean, that part's pretty important for a date. So, but now that's that's pretty. That's very 2022. Yeah, it's so COVID gotta, friendly. It is. It is. Yeah. I would it get is. irritated, man. I'd be like, "Hey, I, let me go. I'm about to finish eating. Right, I'll call you." Right. Because <laughs> anytime I watch me with a girl, it's something I don't want to see. So, like, <laughs> for the most part, so I'm like, "Look, we're trying to get close and cuddle and all that, but yeah, you Patience. can't do it virtually." But Patience. yeah, I get you. I, it's all about the long game. I'm learning that now. It's about the long game. So. All right, that does it. I think that yeah. put everybody on game. Yeah, can you explain what you got with oh, us? Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, I brought some wines from the winery. These, this was out of my collection. Um, so I brought a cranberry wine, like I said, made with real This fruit. is really good. Yeah. It's really good. You can't. It's 12% alcohol. You can barely taste the alcohol. Then I have mango wine, um, made with real mangoes, like I said. Then I have, um, this wine was made out of white grape juice you can buy at the, the grocery store. That YouTube video was already up. Then this one is my Savion Blanc. I did a comparing two wine kits um, video on my YouTube channel. That's up. You can check that out. I brought that wine for you guys to try. I brought an extra bottle for y'all to have. Also brought some merch for y'all. Yeah. And then I brought this beer from um, Groundhog's Brewery so y'all can try. We really appreciate that. Yeah, we appreciate this a lot. This was fun. You spoiling us over. We gonna get used to this. Any other guests that come on this show got to step their game up. Now you see what's going on here. Bring fifty on. What's happening? Yeah, fifty cents better bring all G unit. He better bring a video (laughs) set. Damn near. We need. He better bring. I want to see what he got. (laughs) Yeah, he better bring the new season of Power too. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's dope though. We really appreciate it for sure. Um. So, what's my last? I just, I just blanked up with the question I was going to ask. Uh, oh, yeah, we got to get into sports. We got to get into sports because oh, yeah. you are a huge sports fan, of course. You got the yes. Astros jersey on, of course. Yes, sir. Um, big time for Houston sports right now, at least for one Houston sport. Um, so, what is your favorite Houston? For, number one, what is your favorite sport? And who is your favorite team? 
Uh, and baseball is my favorite sport. My favorite okay. teams are Astros. Okay. Simple Born and raised enough. Astros fan. Okay, so you've been since the nitty gritty nah, since they yeah. was losing a hundred like, games. Yeah, like you my great grandfather huh? was the my great grandfather made sure everybody was an Astros fan. You wasn't coming in his house and talking about anybody else. Okay, I respect it. Um, were you an Oilers fan? Yeah, then then they left. Yeah, were you a Titans fan in the interim? No. Were you a Cowboys fan in the interim? Yeah. Oh, oh no! Come on! Oh no. man! Oh no! <laughs> Oh, Are no. you still a Cowboys fan? Yeah. No, oh, man. That do it for this interview right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta wrap it up. Man, Thank you for joining it's us. It's been rough, bro. Like it's been rough. It's been twenty years. It just like they could do better. They could like I get it. I get it with the Texans. I root for the Texans too. Like I understand they. I don't even know what kind of excuse I could use for the Texans, but it it's a whole lot better than what I can use for the Cowboys. They have yeah. like a fat roster, all this talent, and they they can't do nothing. Like it hurts. You mean the Texans or the Cowboys? The Cowboys. I was about to say oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely like, yeah. the Texans. They have all that talent. Like, and I don't know. Jerry Jones keeps falling in love with backup quarterbacks and paying them too much. Yeah, yeah. Look like it's yeah. about to be a controversy. Seems like it. Yeah. If like Cooper Rush keep playing yeah. good. I'll take anybody. Just complete a pass, please. Uh, and Rush, we trust, like Michael Irvin said. You, you're looking kind of good yeah. now. I don't know. Uh, why are you not a Texans fan, though? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't have a good reason. I Fair just, enough. I Fair mean, enough. you know, the Oilers left, and I was young when that happened. So I was like, you know, you're young and petty, and you're just like, nah, I'll never root for any, any football team in Houston again. I'm, I'm a Cowboys fan now. I feel you. My yeah. Cowboys have swag. I can't lie. Especially in the 90s. It's America's team, exactly. man. Like, I don't so care what I'm people bad. say. That's America's team. People always look at the Cowboys. They always bring the headlines. Okay. And they haven't won the Super Bowl since, what, the 90s? Yeah, the, the Yankees are football. Pretty man, much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Now, who's your favorite basketball team? Rockets. No, oh, I think I'm going to say the Lakers. Uh, okay. Or the Comets. It's usually Cowboys fans or Lakers fans, too, no. in Houston, it seemed like. I'm a so. Houstonian through and through. It hurts or, to say I'm a Cowboys fan nowadays. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, Astros looking good. Yes. Done clinched the division and everything. So yes. where do you think they're going to go? How do you think – how far do you think this team going to go? Realistically. Realistically, do you think they – They have gonna, a chance to win the World Series again, you know, like – um, the pitching, like, okay, so with baseball, pitching runs the playoffs. So, and we have a great pitching staff. Like, we have too much pitching, and that's a pro. That's a great problem to have. Um, our our biggest concern is are our are our guys gonna be able to hit in a in the playoffs? You know, so. All right, all right. Um, any controversies? I'm thinking about Astros headlines. I can't think about it right now. How do you feel about uh, uh, Carlos Correa talking about the Dior store? You see Man. that quote? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. He the product, and you got to come pay for it? Yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's, he said he's Ain't nobody going to pay you $35 million a year, dog. Like, you're not hitting 60, 60 home runs. <laughs> like, you're not that dude. You, I mean – you good defensively, and no offense, Carlos. You know I love you, Daniela. I sit next to you in the playoffs. I apologize for what I'm saying, but you're not that dude. Mm, mm, mm. So we don't need Carlos after all. What you saying? No, I don't. Need, I don't want to fight Carlos. Mm. I love we Carlos. Got Jeremy Payne. Oh, man, yeah, that's true. He, yeah. Jeremy I mean, for real, Jeremy like he's straight. a he's yeah. a couple of points off of Carlos, and we paying him what maybe a million a year. Like yeah, I mean, rookie. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. 
we we winning. Yeah, if okay. he wasn't good, then I, I'm I'm sure a lot of Astro fans would be a little excited. Like, I'm not hey, gonna come lie. back, Carlos want to come back, come back, bro. Like, but not for thirty five million dollars a year. We can't afford that. We broke this Houston. This ain't L A. or New York. <laughs> we were working class people. We love and you, but we're not going to pay you $35 million. They're going to have to pay Justin Verlander because he... Oh, I mean, I think yeah, he, he took a discount last time, didn't he? He needs to take a discount. He's getting up there now, so... Yeah. After this year, he ain't taking no discount. Nah, mm-hmm. man. He had somebody, what, a Yankees or somebody going to pay man, him. if he go to the Yankees, I'm going to kneecap his ass at, at the airport. They're going to pay him a lot. He's going to get a lot of money. Yeah. They <laughs> threw the bag at Garrett Cole. That ain't work out. They ain't going to get Jared Bro, Smith they, they, they yeah. All, all the ace Astros pitchers just yeah. go to New York. I know. And they got to pay Aaron Judge like a billion dollars now. Oh, yeah, yeah man. He hit 61 home runs. <laughs> yeah, they should have paid him. He's going to get they paid should, $35 million dollars a year. Yeah, they should have paid him last year. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the best bet on myself year I've ever seen in any sports. Like, I've watched <laughs> sports all my life. I've never seen it work out that way. This motherfucker said, all right. I'm going to break the home run record right now. He was like, I don't care how bad everybody else around me sucks. Watch what I do. I'm sorry. I got annoyed with the dick riding after a while with Aaron Judge, ESPN, <laughs> cutting from live Tired games to go to the fucking. I was, like, show me after it happens. Don't cut from the <laughs> game I'm watching to say, who is he going to hit a home run they, now? They cut in on Monday Night Football. Ridiculous, like, man. That was ridiculous. It was insane. For 61, bro. Like, but it's they, not even the record record. It's an AL record. Nobody care about yeah. that. Bro, are we going to forget about Sammy Sosa Barry and Bonds. Barry Bonds and, mm. and, and Mark McGuire? Yeah, they was juicing, but... Uh, Come on now. Nah, that's save baseball. People tripping about that's, that. Yeah, that's the record, man. Until he get like 75 home runs. Right. Then like, start cutting into it. Yeah. I, don't I care mean, about no 61? damn 61. Oh, this is the real record. No, it's not. Like, it's not. Barry Bonds got the record. <laughs> Beat Barry. And Barry to be never... fair, Aaron Judge said that too. Like, he, he yeah. said that that's not like, he's not acting like he got the real record record. So, yeah. fair enough. But it's a New York East Coast yeah, exactly. thing. Yeah. Exactly. Barry Bonds never failed the drug test. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, true. <laughs> he should true. be in the Hall of Fame, man. That's yeah. ridiculous. OJ never got caught either, but, you know, but <laughs> man, anyway. I mean, the glove didn't fit. You must have quit. <laughs> uh, so, Rockets, are you excited about them this year? Yes. They gonna suck though. Who cares? My favorite, <laughs> my favorite year for the Astros was like I think 2014. Like, and I could tell like, oh shit, we finna do something, bro. This gonna be fun. The tickets like, were cheap. Oh, tickets were cheap. <laughs> you probably didn't write Tickets it. were cheap. The fan, the the fans were like energetic and fun. Like you go there now, I feel like it's just like kind of it's the vibe is different. I don't yeah. I don't really like going anymore like I used to like. In 17, I didn't miss a game. I didn't miss a playoff game. I didn't miss a regular season game or an exhibition game. You got season game. tickets? In 17, I had them. I gave them mm. up when I got the winery. So, mm. yeah. I think Astros fans are spoiled now. Yes. They don't get yes. hyper games anymore. We don't seen yes. it all. We don't seen them crush and destroy teams now. We don't seen a long playoff run. We've seen a World Series now. Astros fans are spoiled, I think, Th- now. This They're- is how I know they got super spoiled. We had a full full blown discussion on the rotation because we had like seven people, right? Seven starters. <laughs> it was just like, what are we gonna do? Who gonna go to the who gonna go to the dugout? And you gotta start this part. It was like a full blown argument slash discussion over this. Come on, man. And I'm like, come I'm like, come on. That's man, I would love to have too many starters. 
I took a step back when we when I would log in on Twitter and it everybody was arguing about who was starting today. Like they were released our lineup and everybody's just yelling. Like, bro, we won hundred and two games. Why are y'all yelling at each other? Why is everybody caps locking everything? Why? Why? Can we just like talk noise to the Dodgers fans? Yeah. The nah, Yankees dude. fans? What yeah. what happened to all of that? The sky always gotta be falling the, in here. The funny sports. is when they lose like a close game and Dusty Baker gotta yep, go. Yep, yep, yep. Oh this God. is on Dusty Baker. <laughs> this is on Dusty Baker. Like those dudes ain't on the field doing what they not supposed to. <laughs> right. Luno is Every time they this lose, it's on Dusty G. Baker. Yep. 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 <laughs> Every time. No, for sure. It's always his fault. It's always his fault. And he Luno, we need him back He should have pulled him earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Even though Luno made probably the biggest he, mistake you could make in the World Series. That's why we lost, but whatever. Oh, you talk, you talking about A.J. Hinch. Oh, A.J. Hinch, I meant. Oh, I mean, man, yeah, when yeah. he put Will Harrison yeah, before yeah. Garrett Cole. Okay. So, the um, I don't mean to, like, dog y'all out because I know y'all work for a whole different studio. But the guys for Apollo Sports, I don't know if y'all pay attention to them. Uh, I know, I know who they. I, I heard of them. Yeah, they did know. a they did a podcast with Brent Strom, and he explains why they put Will in instead of Garrett. Like they didn't want Garrett to go in mid inning; he had never done it before. And they did, and Will had had um, the numbers to beat the guy. Like he he his numbers were like, yeah, we could just get this one out, and then we're gonna start with Garrett. And when he hit that home run, it threw their whole game plan yeah. off. Like I could hear in that man's voice, like he was reliving that shit, like. It hurt him. Then it hurt me. Yeah. yeah. It was rough. It was rough because he been, I think he was kind of gassed too. Yeah. Uh, they Will had, Harris. Yeah, they had pitched him they like. They pitched him like. Three, four games in a row. Yeah. So he was a little gassed. So it was a little shocking when he came in the game. Yeah. I mean, but I get what they were trying to do. Like, you you don't know if a guy who's a starter is going to be able to respond like a, like yeah. a reliever. Yeah. They should have just put Gary Cole in because I I think if Gary Cole went in and he gave up a home run, mm-hmm. I don't think people you, would, you would been, live with that. You yeah, know? you'd be like, yeah. dang, try something. Yeah, you know, Will Harris didn't have a really good game past couple games, or he was tired or something. No, so, he was like out the whole playoffs. Like I was just, I don't know, I I did not imagine us losing to the Nationals, and then they were petty about it, and it was like, oh, yeah. and that was yeah, probably yeah. the best thing the Astros ever had too. I know, like Gary. Yeah, Justin. Yeah, Justin, Justin Verlander, Verlander, Gary Cole, Zach Greinke. At a, when he was actually good, before he got pissed at us. Yeah, uh, it was. Like good. He got pissed. They took him out and put Will Harris in, and I don't. I think he purposely did not pitch well because of that. Like, <laughs> I don't think he's that petty. I do. I mean, that his man job is. He, that man is petty. But that's money on the line for doing something like that. So I don't think he would do that. I don't think he cared, man. He's like, fair enough. He is weird. That's somebody who don't care about nothing. That's true. Nothing. That's true. So you're predicting the Astros win their World Series. So we'll see how things go. But it's looking good right now. So uh, yeah, I think that covers the whole basis of everything we talk about. Honestly, we didn't cover the wine industry. We didn't cover breweries. Cover YouTube. Covering sports. Yeah, we had a little first take here. Yeah, beef with Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent to call (laughs) us out. Pull up. Mad (laughs) chemist is waiting for you. Mad wine chemist is waiting for you. (laughs) So now we really appreciate you have having you here. We appreciate everything you brought. It was really amazing. Um, Everybody, make sure you follow. At I gotta make sure I get this right. Mad Wine underscore Chemist on Twitter. Yes. And YouTube is Mad Wine Chemist as well, right? Yes. Instagram, everything like that. Instagram, Mad Wine Chemist, no underscore. Uh, YouTube, Mad Wine Chemist, no underscore. But the underscore is on Twitter. Okay. Okay. Make sure you like and subscribe. Make sure you check out uh, 
everything she got going on. If you open up the winery, we'll definitely make a visit. Might have a remote little impromptu podcast out there or something <laughs> yeah. to support you. Yes. So we really appreciate it. Um, looking forward to have you again sometime if you're down for it. Oh, most yeah. definitely. Uh, we were talking before the show. I'm going to do a little surprise. I can't, I can't talk about it, right? Because we want a surprise. Okay, bet. Yeah. Oh, what kind of surprise? <laughs> ain't, no, ain't, not, ain't okay, nothing okay. like that. Nothing like that. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Well, uh, we really appreciate it. Um, looking forward to have you again. Wish you all the success in the world. And all y'all, make sure you check out Mad Wine Chemist on all platforms and everything that she doing. And, yeah, until next time. Thank y'all so much for having me on. Peace. Thank you. I almost forgot to mention this. We got to talk about Coolio, man. <laughs> Coolio passed away this past week, um, 59 years old. Um, yeah, I mean, he won a Grammy. Um, it's interesting because he was arguably the biggest rapper in 1995. People forget yeah. this because no, when you think of, like, the biggest artist of 1995, if you ask any hip hop heads and name their top five, it gotta be Tupac. nobody mentioning yeah. Coolio. It gotta be Tupac. It gotta be Biggie. I, I forgot who was else was around during that time, but yes. Yeah. But Coolio low key ruled 1995. Gangsta's mm. Paradise was the biggest rap single of that year. His album, I'm sure, went platinum. Sold a lot of units. Uh, he was everywhere. Um, had a few singles out that did numbers and. Yeah, I mean, of course, later on, he didn't do as much music-wise. But, yeah, it's funny how people forget until you pass that. Wow, yeah. this dude was really big. Yeah, so. it's crazy because, like, like I felt like he got one of the most recognized hip-hop songs of all time. Yeah. Like, that's a song. Like, I never really liked Gangsta Paradise. Yeah. But um, that song was so damn popular, man. It was. Like, mainly towards white people. Yeah. Like, I know people I grew up with did not care for this song at all. Well, like, we used to kind of laugh at it. It was kind of a cool little hook, but it was nothing we'd be bumping on our own personal time. It was only if somebody playing it, then we hear it. But, um, yeah, man, that was a popular-ass song in the white community. It was. <laughs> um, and... <laughs> I love that song too. I can't lie. I love that. <laughs> like, like back in the day when I was a kid and that song came out, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I remember my mother had the uh, LP of Stevie Wonder. I think it was Songs of the Key of Life. The album was on. The song was on, and mm. she played me the Pastime Paradise because I didn't know what a sample was back then. I was like, what, eight years old or some shit like that. Mm. But uh, she played me the original song. I'm like, oh shit, he took yeah. So <laughs> I love that song. I want to say. That was the first radar movie I ever saw was Dangerous Minds. Mm. And it was just off the strength of the song, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, straight up. I think man. that was the first radar movie my mother took us to go see. So, yeah, he did the Keenan and Kel, all that. The Keenan and Kel theme song was done by Coolio as well. He was everywhere, man. He, you couldn't escape him in 1995. So I'm gonna have to revisit that album, man. I'm gonna have to just check that out, just okay. see what it sounds like now. I mean, it's it's very G funky. I'll say that much. A lot, a lot of uh, the type of, and that was like the last era of the G funk, really, too. You mm. know, so yeah, but no, nah, I mean, he was a huge rapper. Um, now I I I don't mean to pull a whack one hundred though. <laughs> oh, man. I don't mean to pull a whack one hundred. This the dead man. But look, you can say a lot about Coolio. You can say a lot. He was a Grammy Award winner. He sold a lot of records. Very popular. Uh, you can say he's a legendary personality. 
I take a little exception by people saying he's a hip hop legend. Because we had an argument about Bow Wow being a hip hop. I was going to ask you who is more of a legend, Bow Wow or Bow Wow is a hundred percent more of a legend than Coolio. Okay, let's okay. be no, real. I'll take if, that if we're ta- if we're comparing that. Yeah, but there's got to be standards here, man. Not yeah. everybody can be a legend. See, I understood what Wack was saying, but it was just a shitty time to say it, and his tone was weird too. Yeah, so he just shouldn't have said that. And I definitely. Who think was he talking about? He was talking uh, about. Uh, he said Nipsey Hussle yeah. was not a legend. Oh uh, yeah. Because when he was alive, he wasn't one of the biggest selling rappers, and he didn't have the influence stuff like that. Yeah. I will say Nipsey became a legend after his death for sure. Yeah, no, for real. Yeah, yeah, no. Because That's I mean, every people who didn't know who he was, like he's he's huge now, you know. Mm-hmm. And everywhere, everybody mentioned him, all these athletes and stuff. So I would say so. But Coolio, man. If yeah. we're if we're calling Coolio a legend off the strength of one out one song, he's technically a one hit wonder. We're putting Vanilla Ice in there too. Yeah, because Ice Ice Baby is a good song, man. Let's be real. Yeah. Say what you want about him, Ice Ice Baby is actually a pretty yeah. legit. That was a song. big song. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we not everybody can be a hip hop legend, man. Yeah, you can be a a, a great person. <laughs> yeah. You could be a, a, a great father, a, 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 a philanthropic individual who cares about the community, but not everybody can be a hip hop legend, man. Yeah, no, no, I, I totally get what you're saying. My only pushback is I think the word legend is a loose word at this point. I, yeah. um, we hear it all the time. I went to the Texas game and they say, uh, Texas legend, Cecil Shorts. Cecil only played for the Texans probably yeah. like two weeks. He he ain't played that long. I don't think he played a regular season game with them, but they called him a Texans legend. So I think I think in general I think we use the word legend loose yeah. anyway yeah. because I mean, let's be hip hop ain't got like a Hall of Fame or nothing. Yeah. So like Hall of Fame is obviously top notch. You know, if you're not in the Hall of Fame, they're gonna call you a legend. <laughs> they're gonna call you a Browns legend or a mm-hmm. Texans legend. If you're in the Hall of Fame, they're gonna call you Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. So I think the word legend is loose, uh, used very loosely, and they probably uh, would lo- uh, use it for people like Coolio and me using it for people like Bow Wow yeah. because you know, obviously they're not in the top ten or top fifteen or twenty. But you know, to appreciate their career, we we say that you know they're legend. <laughs> so I I really don't look at the word legend as like top notch anymore, man. <laughs> That's just me. You I know you have a higher standard for the word legend. Yeah. But me, you know, <laughs> we could go out here and say, oh yeah, this this crackhead that been in the hood for twenty five years. Yeah, legend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hood legend. Yeah. <laughs> So we use that word super loose. We use that a lot with, you know, um, hip-hop artists in Houston. We say the legendary so-and-so. But, you know, people might not know who that person is outside yeah. of Houston. So I think the word le- uh, legend is just watered down Diluted, anyway. yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree. I will say totally But your it generation. is a push. <laughs> I think it's a nice it's way to just... I think <laughs> yeah, your fault. <laughs> so I think it's just a nice way to appreciate Coolio. Yeah. So they said uh, hip hop legend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I agree with the intent. Like, look, R.I.P. Coolio. Sad that he died. But yeah, legend is just, I, I think hip hop legend, we got to have a little more 
little more reverence for that term, I feel. Yeah, I agree. You know? I agree. And I don't even think it's who sold the most or who was the most. Like, a lot of people could be hip-hop legends. But yeah. somebody who had a hot year in the 90s, like, is Skilo a, a hip-hop legend, too? Like, where is the line going to be drawn now, man? So, but yeah. R.P. to Coolio, man, uh, definitely uh, uh, interesting artist. I'll say that much. The crazy hair. The yeah. way he did like every celebrity show imaginable at one point, he was a he ruled VH1. I felt like anytime he turned on a VH1 <laughs> celebrity show, he was on it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like he never turned down a job. But yeah, R.I.P. Coolio. Um, Tab says he had Gangsta Paradise. We mentioned Gangsta Paradise, man. But Tab agrees he is not a legend. Yeah, man, we can't say he's a legend, unfortunately. <laughs> but he's a good. He was a. He seemed like he was a good dude. So R.I.P. Yeah. Um, without further ado, uh, we have some what a bro knows topics, do we? Oh, yeah. I have a question music. I want to ask. Let me get the music. Yeah, we need that. We need that. We need that lighthearted bop. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, uh, so, Tori, just so you know, what a bro knows is our relationship topics. Okay. We talk about, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend stuff and all these debatable things that happen between okay. on, on social media. So I have a question for you that I saw on social media that I gotta look up first. Where is it now? Okay. I saw this tweet and I figure I want to know your thoughts on it too because a lot of people seem to agree with it or at least a few people. It got a little good number of likes. This guy said uh, why do dudes send friend requests to their friend's girlfriend on Facebook without asking them first? I feel like that's disrespectful to you. Why do men do that? That's your boy's girlfriend. Even if you're not close to the dude like that, but know him and chilled, that's wrong. So to recap, he is saying that if you if you know if you're friends with somebody, it's out of bounds to friend their girlfriend on Facebook without asking permission. I think it goes back to what Figgy said. It's not that deep. It really isn't. It comes also to like a maturity level too. Like my boyfriend, I have his fraternity brothers that friend me on Facebook and I wouldn't want them to go ask. Like my boyfriend would be like, why are you asking me to friend? We want to friend my girlfriend. Awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a, almost like a maturity in like how secure you are with yourself. You know, I'm in therapy, so like we can be here all day about like relationships. So, <laughs> okay, but I feel okay. like also like it's really not that deep. It's also like trust within your partner too. But I mean, I can, you know, you could have a different point of view. You could have a different point of view. So. so, if he friended somebody that you knew, yeah, would you be, would you kind of feel a way about that? Or- or no, what about this? Let's say uh, one of your uh, female friends, mm-hmm. or not even a, a real friend, but somebody, a female you know. Yeah. And you post a picture with your boyfriend. Right. And tag them in it. Yeah. And they request to be friends with him. Uh-huh. Are you fine with that? Or yeah. are you kind of like... he's cute as hell. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I'm also a girlfriend, though. Like, if I go out and I see a girl, like, looking at my boyfriend, flirting, whatever, I don't look at her. I look at him. I trust him, and I, you know what I mean. Okay. Like I don't, like she can do whatever. It's until you touch him, that's when I stand up. Okay. And I'm like, all right. But like, yeah, I don't. I mean, she do what she want. He's cute as hell. Go ahead, girl. It's like it's for real. Like, look, 
that's how he is too. Like he will look at me and not look at the guy because it's I teach trust me, it's a respect thing too, you know? Okay. So yeah, no, if he if if a girl goes and I'm like then I don't think two things about it. I sleep great. My pillow's cold tonight. I okay. sleep good, catch disease. Okay, how long have you been together? Four years. Okay. 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 A little bit, a little bit. Are you waiting on the ring? We are very much go with the flow. I'm not on any time. Four years oh. is kind of quick to ask for a ring. Yeah, and plus, no, like, we agree. were together in college, and like yeah. we've been out yeah. of college for not even a full year yet. So like, Look, Just have fun. Just, yeah, just have fun. Just chill. If it ain't broke, don't fix. Exactly, which yeah. is why I moved out of my small town. I moved to a big city, small town. You got to love them, but like, you know, go, go to college, get married, have a baby, start a family. I okay. probably wouldn't want to get married. Did y'all move here together? No. Oh, wow. How's that working out? It's working great. He lives here already. Oh, he already lives here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, y'all still together. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, Figgy, is this a violation of the bro code, man? Yeah, you got to tell me. Now. Do you think it's out of line, let's say, when you were dating your wife and one of your homies or somebody you weren't that close to friended your wife because he saw a picture of you with her? And you found this out. Would you feel a certain type of way? To be honest, I wouldn't. I t- like. I kind of go back to your comments when you say I, uh, you look at your boyfriend. Yeah. That's how I would look at it like that, because uh, my wife she she like w- she get a lot of friend requests from like listeners right. because I'm friends with a lot lot of listeners on Facebook, and whenever you know she tagged me in something. And um, they'll see her They'll try to add her So she got like a whole bunch of random friends I'm like I don't know who this person is But they trying to add you But uh, she don't really add them she, yeah. You know she just Nope Yeah. But um, I don't have I don't really have a problem with it man I kind of separate social media a little bit A lot of people take social media super serious mm-hmm. So me I know with social media is You know some people look at it as real life I don't. I don't either. I, yeah, so you know, I, I joke a lot on social media, and um, that don't means I'm like that in real life. So uh, I don't really take it that serious like that. Okay, okay. So you would not have a problem if one of your friends was just like, just friended her out of nowhere, and y'all ain't talked in a while. I would be. Just- um, that actually happened one time. One of um, somebody I was cool with. He actually messaged her <laughs> and like, hey, what's up? Um, I, I, I forgot what he said, but it was kind of weird when she was like, mm-hmm. why is he messaging me? And she ain't even respond. I'm like, don't reply. Like, yeah. I haven't talked to this dude in a long time. So what do we got to talk to you about? <laughs> like, if he if he want to talk about something, he can hit me up. Okay. <laughs> right. So, so that, the DM was what crossed the line. Yeah, where it I was wasn't, just okay. Yeah, it wasn't like I ain't stepped to him as a man and nothing like that. But we both thought it was weird. Like, why is he? You know, that's kind of strange. And then I'm like, damn, I ain't even talked to him in years. So it's just like, why is he messaging you? And she just let it go. We just moved on. Okay. That that to me that was a little strange. Yeah. Because I wouldn't met like you know if you had a girlfriend or something like that and. um and I, I wouldn't DM her and say, hey, yeah, <laughs> you know, hit me up real quick. I got to ask you something. Like, I'm not about to go to her. I'd rather, you know, 
what do I got to talk to about her? Mm-hmm. Like, I would go to you, <laughs> if anything. So I thought that was a little strange, but that was pretty much it. No, makes sense. I mean, I agree. I don't take friends on Facebook serious at all. This yeah. dude is a little older, I think. Because older people take Facebook a lot more serious, I noticed. Yeah. Like, they're crazy on it. Uh, me, I, I friend people I don't even know sometimes. I'm like, oh, somebody requested me. He looks legit or she looks legit, whatever. I'm not on Facebook like that, so I don't care. Uh, and I wouldn't notice. I mean, but definitely when you get to the, the comments on pictures, the fire emojis, and a nigga liking all my girl's shit, <laughs> that's where I'm going to start looking at that dude like, wait a minute. Yeah, you sound a little thirsty, man. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't, it would be one thing if you were like in a clique and all close, and maybe we all hung out together all the time. Yeah. But if you're just like a guy I kind of know, and you're yeah. under my girl's con- like liking the post and leaving the fire emojis <laughs> and leaving the money bag emojis and shit like that, I'm gonna say, wait a minute, what's going on here? Yeah, I'm look with the side eye a little bit. Give a little yeah, eye, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can't, I can't do that, man. Like. And sometimes uh, people significant others be posting a picture. I would just like it, and that's yep. it. Or if they post something funny, I'll you know laugh, and that's it. But I don't. I, I can't go overboard. Tori, how do you feel about liking posts? Like, do you, would you feel a certain way if you saw your dude liking some scantily clad women on Instagram? He doesn't like scandal. Like he doesn't. He he finds it and he's talked to me about this. At, at, for, at me, I'm like, if she's beautiful, what? I mean, yeah, I like it. I mean, okay. If you're gonna think that people are attractive. You know? What if it's somebody y'all both knew? We both knew it. Like one of your girlfriends posted a picture in the bikini or like a twerk video. Yeah. And, and he liked it. You wouldn't feel a certain type of way, like whoa. whoa, whoa. Well, I, I can't even like put myself in that position though because he's came to me. It's like a respect thing. Cause I, I jokingly I'm like, oh, like do you follow her? Da, 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 da. Like we have a friend that mm-hmm. you know works at a bar. She'd you'd see you know a bikini top, thong, all kind of thing. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I bet you follow her on Instagram. And he was like, that'd be disrespectful to me. Look at some another woman's body, knowing that I'm like dating you. And I'm like, oh shit, okay, I respect Wait, that. What? That's disrespectful. Run, run, run that line back to me real quick. <laughs> they'd be disrespectful for him to look at another. He told girls. that to you. Yeah. You know he's lying, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, let me no, let, let me quit. Uh, I don't know. Y'all are funny. I don't know. No, I just think it's a respect thing, though. You know what I mean? Because we're also like very church orientated. Like we go to church okay. together. We go. We read the Bible together. Like I think you'll have to understand our relationship first. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. So like, yeah, these questions I can't put myself in position to because it's never happened to me. Okay. Okay. Yeah, my first inclination was <laughs> almost <laughs> that. I'm like, wait a minute, he has to be lying. Yeah, no, <laughs> and, yeah, I'm very much aware. I have an older brother, very much aware how men think, men work. Okay, I, okay. I'm not naive to. Let's not make okay. it seem like I'm okay. some naive girlfriend. <laughs> okay, okay, I feel you. We over talked the music bit, but it's cool. <laughs> so, um, okay, I feel you, Biggie. Would you feel a certain type of way about the like if your wife was liking? Dudes who are work like workout videos and shit. I, uh, there are people you knew, maybe. To be honest, I I wouldn't. We have a like a, a very open relationship where, you know, we could be sitting right next to each other. I'd be like, damn, this girl got the fat ass. Look, mm-hmm. she's like, damn. Sometimes she beat the ass before me. Yeah, we be walking around. She's like, damn, you see that ass? And I'm like, where? 
So we kind of had that type of cool relationship yeah. where I don't have to hide anything. I don't have to be secretive or say stuff like, oh, no, I don't look at anybody. Or, you know, I can be honest. I could be like, damn, like that girl over there look good. Or, you know, I could do stuff like that. So um, I guess that's that's years of trust. Okay. So um, we good in that department. So, you know, if she like a post, it won't bother me or nothing like that. I feel the, you. Uh, yeah, the thing, the, I think the key is that we always together. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's a girlfriend and she from out of town or something. And I have no idea where she's at yeah. <laughs> for eight hours or something. Yeah. We always around each other. So it's not like, oh, she plan on meeting up with this dude <laughs> later on. Is is none of that, so Nothing. I don't have a problem with that. Okay, uh, hold up. Tab Tab had some things to say. Tab said, "Oh hell no, definitely a big no. My homie's girlfriend is off limits." No friend request, no text message, GM, nothing. <laughs> I, figured, I feel like this is the very old school mentality because I feel yeah. like a lot of yeah. dudes are like, don't even talk to my girl without my permission. You yeah, know, you got to go through me some first. Some people are because, really strict about that. Yeah. Like, you can't sit here and try to joke with my girl. Mm-hmm. You can't, yeah. If you make my girl laugh too hard, brother, you need to step yeah, back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Don't offer my girl no drink. Yeah. Don't, don't do none of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 it is definitely, I think, an older thing, too, I feel. Um, then Tab said, I did smash my friend's ex-girlfriend. So I guess I'm a hypocrite, but I did wait till they broke up. This is why we got trust <laughs> issues. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't man. know. Then Tab said, that's what he tells his wife. He's definitely lying, talking about the uh, <laughs> disrespectful to look at another woman. Um, yeah, man. Everybody got their own thing. I'm not gonna hey, judge. Man, yeah. I'm not. I don't know the man. I'm not gonna judge. I know how I think, but I would never say that to begin with. Like I'm not. A, a, you can't be lying to your girl like that, you know, because she gonna know yeah, you look at fe- ass fellas, and all that. The best thing to do is just be honest for the most part. Like yeah. if you comfortable in your relationship, just be honest, man. Because like, how how would it sound if your man was like, oh, you the only girl I ever look at. I oh, there's nobody that was beautiful than you. Like, it's some yeah. beautiful women now all over the place. That means you want to be with them. Like, I see a lot of beautiful women in Houston. Yeah, I'm not sitting there about to jump ship. <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> because that's a whole nother that's a whole nother discussion. Because that person could be batshit crazy. Yeah. So, I, like, I'm good where I'm at now. You know, it's cool to look, but I just don't. I don't. I don't take the leap. I, yeah. I'm chilling. Yeah. yeah. So the lesson of the day is honesty is the best policy for the most part. <laughs> I mean, if you cheat, don't. And we it. still gonna be lying. Yeah, of course, we of still course, lie. of course. I don't know. I'm I'm not a, I'm not a liar though. Like I, that's one thing I'm not. I'm not a liar, dog. Like I'm brutally honest to an extent. So yeah, that could be a bad thing. It, no, it definitely too, is. Too honest. It definitely is. Like my ex used to tell me she was scared to even like ask me anything because uh, so he's like, really brutally honest with her. That, that yeah, but. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not, I'm not a game runner like that. So it is what it is. But, um, did anything else happen this week, man? Any other topics? Anything else? I'm scrolling the timeline. I think that might about do it. This might be the shortest podcast we've done in a minute. Tori is our uh, good luck charm for the uh, short podcast, apparently. (laughs) You know, um, anything else happen? Anything else we want to talk about? Figgy, touch on. Let me check and see what's... Um, I'm scrolling the, the timeline. I don't see anything else. 
Um, I have a question for you. Go ahead. What is y'all's generation's like most used social media platform? Uh, generation. Um, because y'all are kind of in the middle. Like y'all aren't old. Yeah. Like I wouldn't say y'all are old, but I wouldn't say y'all are sort of young. Yeah, damn. The most used. I would say like mid thirties to close to forties would probably be Facebook. I, I was gonna lean towards Twitter. I don't think that means people. But a lot Twitter of the people, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I I still like Twitter, but um, I use Twitter the most. But yeah. most people I know in real life aren't on Twitter like that. Yeah. But everybody I know my age is on Facebook pretty heavy. So you're yeah. so you're like scrolling through Facebook, liking, commenting. I'm not okay. But, <laughs> but uh, you, do you post my, like life updates and stuff. I don't post shit. Oh. On anything I post my thoughts on Twitter that's about it <laughs> but um my friends and family are all on Facebook pretty heavy yeah they post a lot yeah. I think they, a lot of yeah I think a lot of people on Facebook more even like people that's like our age mm-hmm. and they you know rappers and stuff like that they still yeah. be on Facebook yeah and it's just that's like so man funny. Facebook <laughs> yeah and to me I feel like Facebook ain't it no more it, it really isn't, man. It's not. Once like, we streaming on started, Facebook now. But we are. We are. But nobody's commenting on Facebook now. So we gotta say, it Facebook ain't nothing but, but older people. Yeah. And, you know, grandmas and parents yeah. and shit. The only reason why I go to Facebook is to check in on my, my mom and grandma. Pretty much. Creep memories, on ex, you know, yeah. things like that. Yeah. But, memories and all that yeah. shit. Yeah. But uh, Facebook, it, I feel like I got to be fake on Facebook. Because I got family, people yeah. I know in real life. On Twitter, I'm more like anonymous, and I follow people who post fucked up shit. So I can just join in that conversation, and nobody really cares. But I can't post that type of shit on Facebook, you know? Yeah. And then you Yeah, Facebook is a different one. One day, I posted a joke on Twitter, and it, it kind of went, it ain't go viral, but it got a lot of traction. Yeah. I posted the same joke on uh, Facebook. And people thought I was a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, damn. People was just bashing me and just like, why you care about what other people think and blah, blah, blah. And I was just I like, damn, it. is it that bad? <laughs> Yeah, like, it feels like people aren't on Facebook to have a good time. No, yeah. they're so tight. Yeah. I'm like, y'all yeah. have to people was tight. Up, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, this joke was going ham on <laughs> Twitter, so and y'all funny. tearing my ass up. <laughs> That's funny. That was crazy. So, what about you, Tori? What is the uh, most used social media platform of the 23, 24, 25, 26? I would 27, say, uh, I would say it's mostly Instagram. Okay. Um, and then a little bit of TikTok for like business like learning stuff or posting like i mean tiktok is huge do you think that's more so the younger no not at all no i think that i mean i guess every algorithm is different right because my 40 page is full of like business mindset all people in their late 20s early 30s posting about stuff and like i don't see any dancing videos on my 40 page now, excuse it's, me miss and, i don't uh, look at twerk <laughs> videos all day like you no like yeah <laughs> we look at different for you pages then <laughs> okay um yeah i see a lot more of like older people or late 20s on my for you page one though platform that i'm always astonished about with you guys is i can't comprehend twitter i have a twitter i've had a twitter since middle school but i've mm-hmm. never been like Staying up all night, like invested in Twitter. I think it's just all the words, and I get bored, and I'm like, I need to look at pictures. All I the guess words. it's like, yeah, I think it's like my attention span almost because it's just like too many words. I feel you. It's, I mean, you, you're a journalist though. You graduated in journalism. I know. I hated all my classes, uh, what, like column what? writing and all that. I'm like, what? 
What? The most thing I liked was like photo videography and like photography, being out oh, okay. there and doing hands-on things. Okay. Writing wasn't me. You were faking the funk. I knew people yeah. like So we got two journalists. You graduated from. Yeah. Hey. You graduated from. U of H. Nice. Yeah. Print journalism. Nice. I actually, I actually legit did it, did it. Like I did enjoy it. Worth the Houston Chronicle, things like nice. that. And yeah, it didn't work out, of course, because the industry is kind of shit. But yeah, I wasn't faking the funk like you. I actually liked it. Nah, it's cool. Like, there's different types of journalists. You could photo journalism yeah. and things like that. So it's not all print and column writing. I like writing. So uh, that, that's why I'm drawn more to Twitter. Right. Plus, the jokes are just funnier on Twitter. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's no. I feel like you could get banned on Instagram real yeah. quick. Oh, yeah. You could definitely get banned on Facebook. Yeah. But Twitter, man, they be letting it loose. It yeah. be a thread of awful jokes that you could not get off. Yeah. I did chuckle, though, when I scroll on Twitter. I'm like, yeah, they're ruthless on this app. Twitter's funny because it's like the happy medium. Number one, you get a lot of the TikToks on there, too. And then you get, like, the lame Facebook shit or the funny Facebook. The few funny Facebook posts make it to Twitter, too. Yeah. And then you got the funny tweets. So it's like a good accumulation of everything. Yeah. yeah. The best 20%. part about Twitter is when something happened in real time. Yeah. And people just go on the tweet storm and they be saying all the jokes. Like, you could actually follow something on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, it's it's hilarious because you don't really get that on Instagram because you yeah. actually got to post something. And uh, Facebook, they like twelve years late. Yeah, <laughs> but Twitter, <laughs> like when uh, when Will Smith uh, got smacked. Yes, or oh when Will Smith smacked Chris Rock. That was nutty. Even, yeah. like, the fucked up shit is funny on Twitter. Yeah. Like, that's why I never thought January 6th was, like, this terrible day in history. Because I'm like, I think about that day, it was funny, man. Like, all the jokes on Twitter were insane about that day. So, on January 6th? Yeah, about the the, the the Capitol. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, people stormed the Capitol with the Trump shit. People yeah. act like that was, like, worse than Pearl Harbor. But I just think, when I think of that day, I think of, like, all the Twitter jokes and people cracking. Yeah, people saying look yeah. like pro, uh, pe uh, Bass Pro Shop. Yeah. <laughs> the, the jokes were hilarious, man. So it is funny to follow live things on Twitter for sure. Yeah. But, That's how TikTok comments are, though. Are you, do you're all on TikTok. You're on TikTok, right? Uh, not really. Uh, well, your Fury page sounds kind of weird anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But your TikTok comments, though, always make me laugh so hard because it's like the fucked up kind where it's like, yeah. A funny video, then you run the comments, and it's like, oh, these are worse. Like, people are ruthless on there. No, they yeah. are. No, I was following the thread on Twitter. Um, they were saying, uh, I f oh, dark, dark humor. Mm -hmm. It was a dark humor thread. Yeah. And man, they was talking about nine eleven. They was oh. making jokes about nine eleven. They was making jokes about all type of stuff. Where I'm like, oh my god. Like, I can't even retweet this because yeah. I don't want to get in trouble. But it was so hilarious. They, <laughs> they had a video of Stephen A. Smith, like, looking out the window kind of like this, like, sad. <laughs> and it was, like, um, somebody uh, in the Twin Towers on 9-11. <laughs> and he was just, like, looking it's out so the window. Fun. Like, he feels yeah, so bad for laughing. Looking out in New York City. I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, how do y'all even think to... People, <laughs> tweet something like, like people's this. minds, yeah. It's a That's whole bunch funny. of tweets I've been wanting to say, and I just keep it in the host. And I'm like, nah. Yeah, like, it ain't even that bad. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. too funny. Have any of you watched the new Jeffrey Dahmer series on Netflix? I've been hearing all about it, but I've seen it. 
You haven't seen it? Do you, do you watch TV? Oh, stream. What's the, what what, what kind of shows? Uh, what are your favorite movies and TV shows? Oh, I don't really watch TV. Of I course. watch a lot of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to music. I only watch, watch TV. I watch first all. Do y'all have cable? I don't. Okay. Do you have cable? No, I'm just make. I'm just setting okay, I was like about to the say, standard here. I was like, about to say, you, said, you, you said you watch TV you like as cable. if I got a core behind my TV. No, I, I like to stream on YouTube. Um, I did since the Queen passed away. I did get into the Crown on Netflix. No, okay. Because before I was, I, I almost know, started, her, but I was. I like almost cool. started that show because I ran across the preview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought it was Princess Diana for a minute. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a doc. And then I'm look. I'm like, damn, it looked yeah. kind of juicy a little bit. I almost watched the first episode, but uh, I didn't. Yeah, I ended up watching the show called Mo. Mo. Yeah, show. Oh, the Netflix show. Yeah, yeah, about Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, a pretty yeah. good show, man. Bun B was in it. Yeah. Um, Toby Paul Wall, I think, is in it too. Yeah, yep, Toby was in it. He played a main part in the show too. He played his best friend. So it's a pretty good show. It's seen a lot of scenery. Yeah, in here. I'm like, damn, that's where I. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's pretty good. What's that? I know we've all seen it. The show, this movie that's coming out, it's called Smile. And every, like all the baseball games, people are sitting there and they're smiling all weird in the crowd to promote this movie coming out. I haven't seen that. No. You haven't seen them? No. They're at like major league. Yeah, they're like major league baseball games and they're in the crowd just like smiling super weird. And their shirt just says smile on it. And apparently, CBS Sports posted a TikTok about. How they're promoting a movie coming out called Smile. It's like a Halloween haunted yeah, it's movie. A, it's a horror movie. It's a horror movie. But people yeah. are putting people now in the crowds at like live events to promote a movie. Viral marketing is ass now. Okay. <laughs> no, like, this one was actually good. It. Yeah, I, I have, because I they guys see it got, to believe it. People yeah. are talking, so I mean, I'm gonna I, send you some. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean. It is kind of creepy though. It just reminded me. No, this shit was creepy as yeah. hell. Where I'm like, what the fuck? Like they're just in the middle of a full crowd with the neon shirt says "Smile" on it, and they're just looking. They're looking straight at like the ESPN camera, the live broadcast camera, and they're looking straight at them. Typically, they're behind home plate. Okay, that like, sounds kind of cheesy. Front but, row. Okay, I get you. <laughs> the the most like I think viral marketing started way back. I think the year you were born, maybe 1999, when Blair Witch Project came out. I was born in 1999. Yeah, I know. You remember it, though. You didn't see the movie. <laughs> no. But that was like the first viral marketing movie I remember because they were. it was marketed like it was some shit that really happened. Yes. They, they acted like we found this footage of these kids who got lost looking for this fucking witch, and they promoted they had a website where you had to solve these clues and shit, and this That's is back in the funny. early days of like yeah. internet and shit, so... Yeah, it was definitely okay. I gotta see this. You you texted it to me. Yeah, let me see. I'm so glad you've seen this because I. I mean, man. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Like I, but almost though, it's kind of cheesy. Where it almost makes you though want to see the movie. Yeah, of course it does. Like it, I want to because I like horror stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 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 I, I, I haven't seen a horror movie in a long time. Me neither. My wife is not a horror movie fan at all. Mm-hmm. So she like you. If you a horror fan, we got to go see this. If you yeah, I'm it. down. I last horror movie I saw, I think, was Get Out. Yeah, was yeah that was a long Get time out. ago. Yeah, yeah. like the ago. last one I can yeah. think of that comes to mind. That's like it was actually a good movie. Conjuring though, always take cake. That thing actually freaked me out. Okay, okay. How you feel okay. about the movie Get Out? Is it a classic? I honestly think so. I think that's a movie that you would like. 
you don't have like Halloween season comes around and you get like your mm. spooky. I wouldn't say it's like a free form yeah. 31 days of Halloween kind mm. of stuff. No, but, like, definitely. You don't watch it alongside yeah, fucking But I Friday definitely 13th. think that it's like to get into the season or the spirit, you bring out Get Out movie because it gives you that like chill of, of you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. When I left that movie theater, Spooky. Everybody looked weird to me, man. Spooky. I was looking at white people all yeah, weird. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was a brother, uh, it was a janitor or something mopping the floor. He looked weird. Yeah. I'm like, you all right, man? <laughs> Everybody looked weird, man. I love those movies that make you feel like either A, like you're invincible, like those superhero movies when you were a kid and you watched oh, them. Yeah, and you were yeah, like, yeah. I yeah. can start running on water kind of thing. And those mm-hmm. movies that make you look like people weird because you just saw a horror movie and it's like you could be doing this to me too or like something could happen right now or you're like on edge because you just watch something yeah. i like those kind of movies that like pull out a feeling in you that like stimulate your nervous system how old are you again 23 okay you know these movies are fake right yes 100%. okay sure. the, the last <laughs> the last horror movie that kind of got me was the um uh, paranormal activity. Yeah, the yeah. first one. I remember that. Yeah, that man. was a really. I, I went yeah. to see, man. I went to see that. That shit seemed so real, and you know, in the back of my mind, I knew it wasn't real. But mm-hmm. just the little stuff that was happening, little cracks, and the door moving, and little stuff like that. And when I got home, I kid you not, I was hearing all type yeah. of cracking and laughing and windows, you know, making all type of screeching noise. Yeah. I was just like, what the f-? <laughs> And then I'm like, man, should I set the video camera up just to see what was going on? I'm like, nah, I don't want to see make nothing, it worse. man. That's man, funny. them windows was uh, laughing and everything, man. That's I'm like, so what the? funny. There's a song yeah. on TikTok that's like, why does my yeah. house always want to act up when I'm home alone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that show got me. Yeah. And then um, I think they end up making the two. Where I was they just made like, like six. They, they made a like lot. six. Yeah. yeah, but the the main character she ended up doing a Good Morning America tour or something. Mm-hmm. Where I was just like, ah, right, yeah, yeah. Nah, now it's <laughs> over. Now yeah. it's over. I yep. liked Paranormal Activity. I just it threw me off though. With it made me nauseous with the the video camera kind yeah. of recording. Yeah, it kind of get it's a little boring. Yeah, but when you start paying attention, but I need to just saying like, with, oh, like, the, the fucking door just yeah open wide up. It's like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> You gotta rewind yeah. to catch some stuff that you might have missed. Yeah. 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 Your wife calling you out, Figgy, on, on the in the comments said, I forget what she said that was awful about, but oh, the movie. You said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um so side note, so uh we went to go see that movie. It was like around my birthday weekend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, damn, that my birthday actually next week. Next week. But, um, yeah, but um so we was originally supposed to see Toy Story because I was just like, fuck it, let's just see the new Toy Story. Yeah. And I'm like, what's this paranormal activity movie? I'm like, you know what, let's go see this. And she's like, wait, what? What? No, I don't want to see. So I dragged her in there. I'm like, we're going to see this. And that movie was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So hopefully this Smile movie is a next horror. I mean, we need like good horror films. We don't need like the cheesy stuff. I kind of want to see that, man. It's just look, the, even the smile look creepy. Creepy. Yeah. But how embarrassing! How embarrassing them to get picked to like be that person to sit in the stand. It's like you have the ugliest smile that we're gonna use you to promote our video. I mean, they get paid. I'm sure. So. Yeah, but yeah, still, I'll like, I'll but to me, just setting them up at a baseball game behind home plate, mm-hmm. where you know they're gonna get camera time. Mm-hmm. Smart. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll say it's something new. I'll say it's yeah, something. Yeah, it new. is different. I've never so, seen that. It's before. something, but we'll see. 
Um, anything y'all been watching? I did watch a couple things. I finally did, watched. Did the, you watch the Jeffrey Dahmer? No, I didn't. You, you ain't gonna yet. watch it. No, I'm gonna oh, check, check it out, man. I'm gonna check it out. I like it. Been see, taking over yeah. the timeline. It man. definitely it a whole has. bunch of think pieces and yeah, yeah. Like Boosie I, I, said, we should boycott it. <laughs> peep, the victims. Some people related to the victims are saying they they didn't like the series that that the fact yeah. that it was made. A lot of them was so, this. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, I'll probably check it out just to hate on it if I don't like it. I did the same thing with Squid Game. People were talking all this yeah. shit about Squid Game. I watched it. I'm like, yeah, this wasn't all that. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm gonna check that probably this weekend. I did yeah. see a couple things on Netflix though. Man, I finally saw the And One documentary. That they put out. That was really well done. Um, I also saw the uh, one on the crooked ref in NBA, Tim Donahue. Oh, yeah. That was a really good oh, one. Oh, I saw man. a preview really? of that. That was a really good one. I, y'all should check it out if you haven't seen it yet. It's the, uh, I think it's called, uh, un, I forget, Untold. Untold. Okay. And it's about Tim yeah. Donahue. Is that, was, is that the same um, series comp- that did the, I think they did Mouse in the Palace and, and a the, bunch uh, of other stuff? Yeah. And the uh, Catfish. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Manti Teo. Manti yeah, Teo. Okay. I haven't seen that one yet. But no, the Tim Donahue one is really good, man. You, you should check it out for sure. It's crazy how people just forgot about that. Yeah. You know, the motherfucker was betting on games he refed. <laughs> yeah. And it just got, <laughs> people just forgot about Didn't it. Didn't he go to jail too? He went to jail for 15 months. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the, those wild, man. The whole thing, the mafia was involved. Like there was so much money being moved. It's a crazy story. Damn. So Damn. yeah, I definitely recommend you check it out. <laughs> um. Anything else? Anything else? I, I so I seen the first three episodes of the Jeffrey Dahmer oh, okay. show, and um, it's look. I ain't gonna lie. I knew about Jeffrey Dahmer as far as uh from a um metaphorical mm-hmm. standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to eat people. Yeah. yeah. That but um, I had no idea this man was gay. Yeah. I had no idea he only targeted men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I had no idea none of this. Uh, the motherfucker from Ohio, <laughs> he was born he was from Bath, Ohio, which is where LeBron um, main house is. Yeah. So that's like right outside of Akron. So I'm like, damn, this motherfucker, <laughs> motherfucker with the Ohio State. <laughs> I'm like, man, this is this is crazy. But um, this shit was kind of creepy. The guy that played him, there was a this was another big topic. I don't know if you've seen this on uh, on the Twitter streets, but um. I guess people was bringing up a point like, "Hey, how y'all gonna praise this guy who is Evan Peters that played the um, mm-hmm. uh, Jeffrey Dahmer? Mm-hmm. How y'all gonna praise him for doing a good job being a um, a gay man, but the guy from P Valley, y- y'all um, y'all not giving him credit for playing a gay man? What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you seen. So uh, I never saw that, but I'm not surprised it was a topic on Twitter. Yeah, it was a topic. And I don't even think it should be a topic because the guy Evan Peters, uh-huh. he played he played in he played a lot of weird yeah. shit, man. He played in a lot of American Horror Story stuff. He, that shit freaks me out too. Yeah, he played he played a serial killer in one season. Mm-hmm. He played in a lot of crazy stuff. So I think this role was kind of perfect for him. Oh yeah, and I think he killed it. And um, the other, but the other guy in P Valley, this dude played a gay rapper. What's so hard about that? Yeah, <laughs> like it's I'm, uh, like, they're, like they focus on the gay part and not the fact that you're playing a serial killer versus. I was gonna yes. say that. Yeah. Like, you playing a weird. You playing a yeah. You playing a weird ass serial killer that's eating people, that's hunting people, 
and oh yeah by the way you're gay yeah like the gay part that's to the back that's mm-hmm. to the side but uh the other guy was a gay rapper man like what's so hard about playing a gay rapper yes like i think anybody could play a, a gay rapper so i don't understand why this was a um this was a topic while people are trying to bring it up that's interesting Pe- now nah, people just and and then they were saying, oh yeah, the other guy, the guy from PV, oh yeah, he did a great job. He, it was a gay rapper. Yeah. <laughs> like, how good of a job could you be? Like, like, look, man, like I know people try to bring a little race into it, mm-hmm. but man, like we we didn't have this conversation with Omar from from the Wire. Yes, he, he did a damn good. I think he did a real good job, and ain't nobody boycott the Wire <laughs> that I know of. But um, like the show P Valley began a lot of heat this past season because there was too many gay scenes, mm-hmm. and people I guess felt uncomfortable with it. But um, ain't nobody say that about the Wire, and it wasn't a lot of crazy gay scenes in the Wire. But ain't nobody say that about that. So I just I just don't think it should even be a topic, man. It really shouldn't, and I, that's one thing that annoys me. Regardless, gay or straight, I don't like like hardcore porn in my tv shows yeah Yeah. like i just seen i just seen you know scenes where it was a little gay action going on mm -hmm. i have a problem with it but you know i was watching the show p valley and those those scenes were uncomfortable for me yeah Yeah. it was it was just too cringe worthy not the actual gay part but just the stuff they were saying Mm -hmm. like you heard some quotes was like uh with the the gay rapper was like fill me up yeah, and all this other stuff. And it was just some weird, cringe-worthy words that were said. We're just like, come on, this is this is too power-ish, or this is dog. I was watching this show called The Boys. I don't know if you've heard about it. Did you, did you watch Prime. it? I watched it up to the last season, and I had to stop after the first episode <laughs> because I'm thinking of that new movie coming out with the two gay. One's a jock. One's like. Come yeah, no, him. not yeah, I know you're talking about, not but, that okay, one. Okay, I know, I know yeah. what you're talking about. This the yeah. boys is like a superhero yes, show. Yes, I yeah. watched that. And yeah. the the late the last season, I got, I was trying to get through it, but the first episode had a dude who could like his power was to shrink, and he like and he was gay, and they were at a party, they were doing coke, and like this dude shrunk and went inside this guy's dick hole. Oh my god, our And they showed I him that. going inside. Yes. It. Doesn't he like shoot out of yes. it too? It's like, oh I, I, my I god. I said enough. I said, okay. Enough. Enough. How many seasons is it? It, it, I want to say it's, it's like lot. on a, it just finished the fourth, I think. It's not too uh, many. Damn, you stopped at the fourth. No, no I stopped. No, yeah, uh. I got to that point. People were talking about the show, and yeah. I was like, no, man. Because look, that people think you're homophobic by not wanting to see that yeah. shit. It's yeah. not like two dudes kissing. That, yeah. It's not a, even yeah. a, a, like a mild sex scene, dog. Yeah. That's a little too much, man. Mm. Even if it was the other side around, like a man went inside a woman's ass. Like, I don't want to see that shit. <laughs> Come on, man. So, yeah, it, it, this just, it, it's getting too graphic, man. Yeah. When people yeah. call it out, it's like, oh, you're a homophobic. Yeah. Oh, you just don't. You're not grown up. Come on, man. We don't, we yeah, don't need to see graphic of, sex, period. Yeah, yeah, like, I don't want to see a rape. Yeah. I want to see, like, yeah. with, if it's, gra- like, to me, it got to be a little sexy. If it's not sexy, yeah. man, like, nah, I'm not interested. Yeah. I forgot about that part. That's so It gross. was awful, man. <laughs> and that was the first episode of the new season. I was like, oh, I'm cutting this off. <laughs> I tried. You definitely ain't going to like P-Valley. Yeah. You know, I've you heard- might like the first. You might like the first season. 
the first season got a lot of strippers in it. Yeah. And, you know, you see a lot of stuff. But the second season, yeah, to I me, it's not good. Yeah, I about the second season. Yeah, a lot of people like the second season, but I felt like they weren't even in the strip club yeah. like that. And that's what did it for me. It, it wasn't the actual set scenes, but it was more like, I want to be in the pink, which is the name of the strip club. Mm-hmm. And they were, they was barely in there. And then on top of that, the whole season is focused on the pandemic. Yeah, we in twenty twenty two, and we they over here talking about mask and shutting down because of the pandemic and all this. Like, no, I'm look. I know. I guess. T- I guess technically we still in the pandemic. Biden said it's over. Okay. Yeah. Biden said the <laughs> pandemic is over. So, so I know. I hate when people uh, when you talk about yeah back in the pandemic and people. Technically, we're still in the pandemic. <laughs> we still are. <laughs> Wait, people, why do we always do that shit, man? <laughs> Technically, we're still you know in the pandemic. What I'm, meant, I'm talking okay. about 2020, man. When shit was shut down. Oh, like, I kid you not. Just say, just go out here tomorrow and say, yeah, you know, back in the pandemic, blah, blah, blah. Where we're still in the pandemic. We're still all in the pandemic. Yeah, but you can fucking go to the grocery store and not wait in the line to get in. That's what we're fucking talking about. COVID didn't go away. Oh, my God. Like, you know what I'm talking about, man. Oh, my God. But, but yeah, that whole season is focused on the pandemic. It's just like, I don't feel like. It's too soon. Like, I feel like. It's too serious. Yeah. That was a draining what was that? Two years? I don't even feel like they even happened. Well, in Texas, it was like three months. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a New York was well, like I two guess. years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, California was like two years. Shit, I went to New York uh, last year around December, mm-hmm. and they were still they were um, they weren't even like open open. Like I still had to go in the store with a mask. Yeah. I had to show my um, vaccination card. Yeah, I had to put my vaccination Damn. card on the uh, little New York app. And like I kid you not, I got I got vaccinated. Yeah, I put that card up. Never had to use that card since yeah. I. Had I, to I got vaccinated. I've never had to use my. I never like I don't out. even I've know where it's at. My card. Yeah, I don't even know where the card is at. <laughs> and when I went to New York, they was like strict on it. Like you got to have your vaccination card. Put it on this. Download this mm-hmm. New York app and all this other stuff. That's crazy. I did, every time I walk in the store, they look at me crazy. Like um, <laughs> where's your vaccination? No vaccination card. So I had to. Pull my phone out, try to look for the app to show them. So I was just like, man, I don't see how y'all do this. Like, I'm taking my ass back to yeah. Texas. This is why Kyrie Irving is the MLK of our generation, man. The motherfucker should have he should have <laughs> went to Houston, man. <laughs> really though, yeah. Why the fuck he go yep. to New York he out of all places? Made a trade, yep. yeah. Yeah. If he would have went to Houston or Dallas, he would have been good. Yeah, he would have been fine in Texas. Or, yeah, crazy. San Antonio. Yeah, but he, he was the voice of the voiceless. Remember that, okay? Mm-hmm. Voice of the um, <laughs> uh, your wife said you uh, y'all almost she almost stopped dating you because. Because of the date where y'all went to go see Paranormal Activity. She lying. We was, so. we was locked in. <laughs> we was locked in. Hey, you never, maybe she never told you. Yeah, nah. Yeah, no, okay. She, she, she was no, locked just in. just straight, nah. Yeah, she was locked all right, in. All right, all right, all We right. probably like two or three years in. You, you, tell, you tell them tales over here, Christina. Hmm. <laughs> you lying on your man. That's cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Um, anything else? I think that might about wrap it up today, man. I can't yeah. think of nothing else. I'm scrolling the timeline, making sure we ain't missed something that just happened. Yeah. But I don't see shit. So yeah, trying to make sure. It, yeah, I'm trying to make sure it ain't something we missed. Uh, 
I think that's about it, man. I think we can go ahead and wrap up this episode of the podcast. Uh, appreciate everybody who joined on the stream. Appreciate our lovely guest, uh, Tori. Say your last name again. Espervoa. Espervoa. Got you. What's your? Is that like a is that like a Hispanic last name? It's Hispanic. It's, it's Spaniard. Espanol. Okay. What is your nationality? Spanish. Hispanic. Okay, I like you have one answer. <laughs> whenever, whenever I ask a, a, a girl her nationality, they say the, the number one. If they're black, they say black last. They say I'm a quarter Italian. I'm a quarter <laughs> Greek. I'm a quarter Egyptian. I'm 25 percent, uh, about 12 percent Irish. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I'm also black. <laughs> That's funny. No, I, I mean if I did, typically I mean I'm Hispanic, but. My uh, last name is Bosque, and it's a region in the middle of France and Spain. It's, okay. There's a region called Bosque. So <laughs> I like how black from. women always, like, they could be the blackest woman on earth, and they'd be mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, my daddy Jamaican. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm half Jamaican. <laughs> like, how can we prove that? Yes. <laughs> like, no, I, look, unless you got the accent or your father got the actual accent. Yeah. Like, I'm not buying that shit. <laughs> That's so funny. Yes. Yes, no, I don't. Right. I don't like. I don't. Whenever I, I ask, I'm part race, Indian. <laughs> That's another one. I'm part Indian. Yes, I hate like give. <laughs> if you, what, there's right, white, black, Hispanic. Okay. Yeah. You gotta, like, give me what I'm looking yes. at, like in front yes. of me. Like, yes. <laughs> don't yes. give me the 25 percent. What are you putting on the checkbox? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They put other. Yo, you're that person. Okay. <laughs> like you're okay. not putting Jamaican. Right. Oh my god. I hate your ass out of here. Hate that. But okay, okay. Well, it was a very fun podcast. Thank you for joining. Yeah. I have to I have, have you on fun. again sometime. I have fun. Uh, <laughs> thank you for uh, Mad Wine Chemist. Chemist, that's right. Mad Wine Chemist. The Mad for Wine the, Chemist. The Mad Wine Chemist for Bringing flourishing us, us with all these drinks and sponsoring the podcast this week. So appreciate that. Yeah, make sure you check her out on YouTube, The Mad Chemist, uh, everything. Check her out. Um, and you'll see the interview pretty soon on YouTube, so make sure you check that out as well. This wine was really good, too. It was good, man. It, I, it was really good. I, I, I was trying to go crazy because I didn't eat because I was going to fucking tear it up. <laughs> but um, So, yeah, make sure you check our shit out. Um, yeah, Next week, we're probably going to be back at it, doing the damn thing, a lot going on. Make sure it's a home game on uh, Texan Sunday, right? Yep, that I'll be out there. You can meet the one and only Figgy Fig in the flesh. Figgy Fig, let me tell you yeah. what time. Yeah, <laughs> he will be doing the damn thing at the Texans tailgate. You can meet him, greet him, shake his hand, give him money. Yeah, we'll be in the yellow lot, too. <laughs> We're going to be in the yellow lot judging tailgates. Yeah, yeah. What have you ever had a uh, tailgate food that you thought was nasty? You uh, don't have to say who it was, but you ever eat something you're like, ugh? Not really. To me, like, this might be a hot take because I'm in Texas, but I'm not really a fan uh, – I'm not really a fan of the tacos, man. Oh no, tacos I, at a tailgate. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really a taco guy. Like, like you don't that. got. You don't like tacos, period. Uh, I do. I think they're okay, but the way people, you know, worship tacos down here is is not me. Like, I'm not a Mexican. I'm not huge when it comes to Mexican food. <laughs> you don't have to be Mexican to like, like tacos, no, man. I, no, I'm saying I'm not huge when it comes to Mexican food. Okay, fair Okay, enough. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Down I here is, 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 is down there Mexico City and when it comes to Mexican food. A lot food. of Tex-Mex in Houston. So. No, yeah, Tex so, yeah, yeah, I'm not that big of a fan of that. And a lot of Texas um, tailgates have tacos. tacos. Yeah. So, you know, I don't really care for the tacos like that. 
Yeah. But um, everything that. else, man, give me the barbecue. Give me, you know, I'll take some chicken wings. I like the, I like the, uh, the uh, jalapenos, the bacon wrapped jalapenos. Those good. Yep. So um, I'm down with all that stuff. Christina says you like Taco Bell. Ooh, oh, not really. No. No, oh, no, not really. Like she, the bean she, crack, she cracking jokes on you. Look at that, yeah. Christina trying to be funny. Okay, I, I get Taco Bell like once, <laughs> <laughs> once have a you, month. Have you had Velvet Taco? I did. I did. did you like it? Was it? cool. Like to me, to me, Taco Bell and like authentic tacos are totally different. Yeah, mm-hmm. like right. Taco Bell is more like a fast food spot. Yeah, yeah. something quick. But um, I'm not the I'm not the person that say, hey, let's get some Mexican food tonight. Let's go to the Mexican restaurant. Yeah, I'm. I'm not that. I like. Yeah, me neither. You know, I like my um hibachi, Japanese hibachi. Mm-hmm. I, I love wings. I love barbecue. I'm good with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like the let's go to El Tiempo guy. It's like okay. Linus kind of guy. You're not that gonna. <laughs> yeah, I kind of keep quiet on that because yeah. people won't look at me crazy. You no, know, I start get calling it. me I mean... a Yankee or some shit. But <laughs> I'm just. I don't know. I was just never really a big Mexican guy. Yeah. That's how I was raised too. Okay, so what are your favorite spots so far? You're kind of new to Houston. What I are your am favorite new to Houston. You eat spots. So um, far? my boyfriend showed me to Kebab Corner. Okay, you had that. I haven't, but I've heard of them. It's so delicious. I don't even. I can't even put a pinpoint on like what culture it is because it has like non hummus, but also has like it's like Korean, and... isn't it? That's what a uh, kebab is, isn't it? Maybe close. No, that's to like it. um, that's like uh, Arab, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Persian. Yeah, hey, it's man, so delicious. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else do we go to that I'm like, ooh, this is good? Have you tried some soul food? You tried the, uh, yes. the spot called the Breakfast Club? Is it that? I don't remember what it was called. I did try some soul food. Where was? Where were we at? Oh, it was so delicious. I had the uh, lubies. <laughs> they got soul food. <laughs> yeah, they do. They really? Black people love lubies, man. We used to go as Jehovah's <laughs> no, Witnesses. Like... We used to go er- after every single meeting on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it was. Rough. What's the one place? Um, it's right off of Kirby. I think it's called. Uh, shit. Shit. What's the name of it? Uh, I know. I saw Andre Johnson there a few times. Okay. Um, Graces. Graces. Okay. Heard the Graces. That's like white soul food. Like, it's good, but it's like white soul food. It's not like Breakfast Club soul food. So uh, that's one thing I learned. It's, it's Southern, I guess, mm-hmm. Southern comfort. Yeah. And then you got soul food. Yeah. No, so the soul food, I don't remember where yeah. it was. Soul food I had, I had the ch- fried chicken uh, sandwich, but it was like that juicy, just hot, spicy, but also has like that tangy, sweet taste to it. It was amazing. Stuff yeah. me up. Post Tab, tab said, "Where's she from? You are from San Antonio. I'm right? from Boulevardy, north of San Antonio. Yeah, uh, Tab there. is actually. Um, he, I don't know where he's from. I think he stay in San Antonio. Well, what part? Yeah, uh, I'm not sure, but yeah, group San Antonio, Boulevardy, yeah. small town, north. <laughs> small yeah. town tab girl. said, "White soul food must be bland and <laughs> no seasoning." So I, I realized being down here, um, we've seen a lot of restaurants that said like Southern, yeah, Southern food. I think Southern food and soul food is totally different. Very different. Yeah. After I need to find that name of that place because once I say, I feel like you've been to it, but a hundred percent, I can I can agree with that. It's very yeah. different. You gotta go to the breakfast. We gotta go to the breakfast. I may have, it may be what we're talking about, but <laughs> I can't remember what street it's on. I can't. I don't know the streets down here to save my life. I'm still on maps. Every time I get in the car, I'll show you. <laughs> yeah. 
get stressed out. Um, Post, though, also has really great places. Like, I had this Jamaican bowl. Um, I don't remember what the restaurant's called, but it's at Post. You ever been to Post? Uh, Post? Yeah, no, downtown. Kind of food? Yeah, that, that old post office. I guess. Is that that, that place post? is amazing. It has, like, Beach, a sky. So it's, it's pretty much an old post office. Okay. And they turned it into like a whole bunch of different, uh, like a food court. Yeah. Okay. A whole bunch of local food courts, restaurants. Um, they got like a, uh, they got like a rooftop where sometimes they turn it into a club. Mm-hmm. They have a DJ out there. It's real nice. It's really cool. Okay. Yeah. It's not like a. It food might be a good date night. Like, you know, a food court. It's like small town businesses. You can go and support them, and that's where I had a Jamaican bowl. It was delicious. I don't even know. Oh what I was, shit. You know, I don't okay. know what I was eating, but it was yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, next time in the area, downtown. I'm gonna mm-hmm. have to check that out. All yeah, right. Tab said Alamo Heights. Hey, I was I'm about I, my my family is about thirty minutes from there. So okay. I know exactly okay. where that's at. Okay, 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 okay. Ooh. Uh so yeah, I think that about does it. Yeah. This is the third time we tried to wrap up <laughs> yeah, this podcast yeah. now. We, but yeah. we, let's let's end the YouTube. Yeah, let's stream. go ahead. Appreciate everybody who's on the stream. Figgy, yes. wife, tab, anybody else listening I didn't get to. Appreciate yeah. y'all. We ain't see drunk today. We ain't see the regular crew. Maybe it's yeah. going to start kind of later. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe the 8, they, 8 they p.m. Catch up on it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But appreciate y'all listening and chiming in. We'll hit y'all next week-ish, maybe, probably, hopefully. <laughs> and, yeah, until next time, stream. Peace. Now time for that copyright music, yeah, yeah. Get us that shit. Should I play some no Gangsta Paradise or go with it? Uh, Let Nita, man. I don't feel like listening to Gangsta Paradise <laughs> now. What you know about Nita Baker? She don't even never heard that name before in her life. You know that, man. <laughs> All right, Was Bell Bellbib Devoe late nineties? Yes, they were late. Actually, 90s? they were more or mid nineties. I would say. No, I think it was late '90s, right? Or, or early, early '90s. Now, I, that was kind of early '90s, right? Notorious B.I.G. Notorious B.I.G. died in '97. When did Poison oh, okay. come so, out? I want to say Poison. I gotta look it up now. I want to say that was like '94. So Poison, they yeah. play that too many day video. parties, man. I got man. a home video to that song when I was like three years old. Now I'm looking. Uh, Hootie Mac, which is what? Wait, no. Poison. Okay, that was early 90s. That's yeah. 1990. Yeah. So, wow. Okay. 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 But anyway, but we got the lovely Anita Baker uh, serenading us as we close out this podcast today. And appreciate everybody who joined. R.I.P. Coolio. Um, shout out to everybody who listened to the podcast. And we do love y'all. Shout out to Tori doing the damn thing. Appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, you a soldier. Guess. I didn't think you going to hang in for the whole podcast. Yeah. It is 11 o'clock on a Friday <laughs> night. You hung out and chill with us. So we appreciate out. it. I love it. We had a good time. It's fun. We had a good time. So, yeah. Uh, Biggie, make sure you check him out every Monday through Friday. Sports Radio 610 in the loop. Curating the vibe. Doing his damn thing. And you know what to do. Eat, subscribe. Real, like. real quick. Uh, so we got a segment on in the loop called the Slime Off. Uh-huh. And they put me in a Slime Off because I brought up Stevie Wonder's hair when we was talking about Jerry Rice's hair. How they had the braids. Yeah. And um, we talked about Jerry Rice braids. And I'm like, yeah, and Stevie Wonder. They got to, you know, they got to go. 
So they felt they felt like I was shitting on Stevie Wonder over that. I mean, yeah, I fucked up braids, but I mean that that's just we know that. I, that's what I'm saying. I they put you was... in a slime off because yes, that? yes, <laughs> that's kind of ridiculous. They said I was being disrespectful towards Stevie Wonder. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he would laugh at that, man. Like Stevie Wonder, don't give a fuck about nothing like that. Yeah. But everybody knows Stevie Wonder has some messed up braids. Yeah, it's not like he's doing his own hair. Saying, yeah, I'm like, man, like. When it's time to let it go, yeah. it's time to let it go. Stevie Wonder had like a full ball head and like two braids at the end of yes. it. Yes. Yeah, Benny had to let that hair he go. He looked like Jeezy in the front and two yes. chains in the back. And low-key, Coolio had some fucked up braids near the end, too, man. He had yeah. like a bald head with two braids left. Yeah. Pusha T getting there, too. He needs to make some decisions You said Pusha T? Pusha yeah. T is yeah. getting there, man. Really? Oh, yeah, man. I think so. I can't see Pusha T without the braids, man. I think man. You, you got to let it go at some point, man. You yeah. gotta let it go. That's all I was saying. And they thought I was, it was just so disrespectful, and they nominated me for the slime off. You didn't win it, though, did you? No, I didn't okay, win it. Good, nah. good. Yeah, I mean, look, all respect to John and, and Landry, but there are some cultural differences. Oh, that's all yeah, I gotta I, say. Man. Yeah, so I talked to a couple people after that. And it was like, yeah, you shouldn't even been in it. Like yeah. that, like we've been having this conversation for ten years exactly. about his hair. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's that's. Kind I of thought silly. that was hilarious. Yeah, well, I was just like, damn, I didn't think that was a hot take. It isn't. <laughs> it isn't. It's been a constant black people joke. If we gonna talk about Jerry Rice, you got to bring up Stevie Wonder braids exactly. too. <laughs> exactly. You you can't admit him from the fucked up braids conversation, no matter yeah. what. Even though he's a legend and all he's done in music. Yeah, I fucked up braids, man. It's what it is. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Still a legend. Anyway, <laughs> we're reaching the end of the song. I so know. appreciate I know. all She's y'all. Yeah. Too. I know, right? <laughs> Before she fade out, appreciate y'all. Love y'all. And until next time. Peace. Peace. <laughs>